Yo, this is Late. And Mega. And we want to say shout out to our sponsor, Cal Combs. If Cal you go Combs. to calcombs.com and use the promo code MEGALATESHOW, you'll get 25% off all purchases over $30. You definitely want to do that to cop his latest album, Carmel, and also he has some dope and fly gear on there with astronauts on it. So use that promo code MEGALATESHOW and get your discount. MEGALATESHOW. How are we, uh... We're, we're live. We're yeah. Live. Yes, we we're are live. live. Episode 26, Mega Late Show 2018. The incredible guest list continues. And you guys know we're mostly a hip-hop podcast, but we love to highlight popular, dope culture and things that are just great around Tokyo. And today, we have four phenomenal guests who are comedians in the comedian scene here in Tokyo, in the comedy scene here in Tokyo. And uh, it's my first time meeting three of them, but uh, also one of the homies is here as well. Uh, today, we've got our guy Keen on the side. We've got D. Dallinger uh, looking at the computer to make sure that all the mics sound good. Me and Late. Steez is actually hey. showing his film today, his new film, Guy Kokogen. I don't hear any music late oh now now i do now i do but yo thank you guys for coming uh let's do a little bit of introduction a little round table introduction why don't we start with you please tell us your name and where you come from and why you are something my name is elizabeth i'm from boston yeah, yeah. i don't know why lath invited me he's like <laughs> it's a hip-hop podcast it's like i I tell jokes. Yeah, I'm technically none yeah. of you should be in here. Yeah. Like, none of you guys. Yeah? You guys don't like the hip-hop musics that much? I do. I like it. Everybody I just don't feel... music now. I think <laughs> Alex might be the most musical guy here. Yeah. Or, unless Kevin's like an undercover Kevin, kind Kevin, of dude. Yeah. Well, he listens to our podcast all the time, so I mean... Everyone knows something. Aziz is a square. Yeah, so pretty much yeah, yeah. Aziz should leave, I feel like. <laughs> Aziz, well, you Goodbye, go everybody. All right, I'm out. Hi, Thank Aziz. you very much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for hey, joining us, man. No, yeah, no worries, man. Where are you from, Aziz? Uh, I'm Aziz. I'm from England. Little island of England. Same I've heard of Alex. It. Yeah, yeah. Some people actually that the island isn't called England. The island's called Britain, of course. But yeah, comedian in Tokyo. Yeah, and I'm I'm not a music fan, according to late anyway. So there you go. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Uh, no worries. No worries. I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, a fan of the UK music or Aziz. All three. Aziz personally. Ah, thank yeah, you. That's nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm yeah, I like all these too. people too. We've had a conversation for probably about an hour now before the podcast started, and I like all these funny people. That's so Thank good, you. isn't it? Otherwise, we'd be in trouble right now. <laughs> yeah, I think the podcast <laughs> would go straight. We'd be staring down the barrel of like a two-hour, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> awkward silence after silences. awkward silence. Yeah, you guys, you guys know what you're doing. Like, you pretended we were just having a chat before. I knew that was just schmoozing before the podcast, so we had something. You know, we had the kind of a connection before. I yeah, we, that, yeah, you have to do that. I think. I'm yeah, fine, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Okay, I'm here now. Uh, I'm Alex. Who are you? I'm Alex. I'm Alex Cannon. What's your real name? Well, you know, there's a lot of controversy surrounding this. I mean, we can address it if you want to. What, what do you call me? Because I don't even think about it. You call me C-Dog. No, I call you Alex, you but I thought Alex. you went by C-Dog. I did. I used to. But I, I've now got to the point where I definitely can't get away with it anymore. <laughs> because like, the Crips are like, yo, C-Dog. Yeah, they're pressuring me. They're sending me letters. Uh, you got, the, the, red to you got letters. the red velour on yeah. today, so it could be problematic for you. Yeah, that's the thing. They're, 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 they're subpoenaing me, uh, the Crips. Um, <laughs> they do things. They do. They're doing very things official now. Yeah, very yeah. litigious group of people. You they know? are. People yeah. don't know this, but the Crips they are a legitimate organization now. They've got to go through the right channels. Well, it's like any organized crime syndicate. And you Alex, know, eventually you have to create that. And Alex hates being held in contempt. He'd rather be held in buntel, if you know what I mean. 
Oh yeah, yeah, because he's got the red on. That's a that's a blood thing. Welcome to Gang Culture. This there is Gang go. Culture yeah. Podcast Tokyo. We're doing it big. Where is my bandana? Um, yeah, so I'm a comedian in Tokyo as well, and I'm also from England. And uh, yeah, though, you know, I'm happy to be here. Okay. Thank you, thank you for coming. And, and 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 our last guy, he's he's a dude that I'm familiar with. Uh, I've known him for probably about oh, a little over a year. I think I met you at Kavan's birthday party, um, 2017. Yeah. He also has a, a podcast out here that I listen to. It's called the Little Cutie Podcast. We have Max Kevin. That's right. My name is Max Kevin. Not to be confused with Kevin Max, uh, Christian rock and roll singer. <laughs> well, so, now uh, that you've told me about this, yeah. I'm going to have to go listen to the entire discography. Yeah. yeah, the thing is, if you Google Max Kevin, his name will come up, and that's not me. Oh, that's... But, uh, you know, this is just the stage name. It's just a persona. And uh, my real name, Kevin Marks, is, of course, it's... Uh, that was, you know, Japanese people can't say Marks. They can only say Max, right? And so uh, this is yeah. why my name became Max Kevin. That's what Japanese people call me. Well, you know, this is a Marxist podcast, so I prefer yeah. the, the real name. Yeah, it's I'm, not I'm really a Marxist about... podcast. Yeah, yeah, Everybody was, was like, wow. geez. I was really wrong with my recess then, if it is. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's like hip-hop and Marxism. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Dope culture and Marxism. Invigorate the proletariat. Ex- precisely. Invigorate the proletariat. Yeah, you know, bourgeois cyborgs. Um, yeah, so uh, this part of the podcast, I mean, we, I, I think we're going to keep this episode really loose. I just want to have us a lot of talking, a lot of fun, things of that nature. Now, one of the first segments that we usually do is like recent news and things that have happened. Usually we talk about hip hop stuff. However, since you guys may not be big hip hop heads, I have uh, some information about uh, a comedian. Well, I do want to say just off the top, rest in peace to Bender. A uh, uh, yeah. battle rapper out of Canada who died today, today. apparently. Yeah, he's phenomenal, man. He was, he was phenomenal. Uh, I don't know if you guys rapper. are familiar with battle rap or like. I'm familiar with it, but I'm not familiar with the people involved in it and, and the scene of it, though. It's like, weird, man, because like comedy's kind of having a little moment of battling also with like the roast battles you guys do, right? right? Yeah. I've seen Eight Mile. I know about yeah. rap battles. <laughs> well, you got it then. Yeah, that's yeah. basically, that's basically yeah. it. That's. That's what B rabbit stand for, Bender Rabbit. So, <laughs> yeah, but that is yeah, that's true. Exactly what you said. Like that, like roast battles in comedy right now are like the like the newest, biggest, and greatest thing, and that yeah. is totally inspired from like battle rap. Absolutely, battle especially like, yeah. the newer style of battle rap where right. it's no beat, just acapella. Yeah, just like going at each other. Well, you know, that's that's one of the interesting correlations between comedy and hip hop music is that um, there's a lot of funny comedic rap there's also Definitely. when it comes to battle rapping a lot of it is comedic like you know the and some of it is like you know that i'm gonna to shoot be. you in the face but some of it's like yo you're chinese so you do a chung lee helicopter kick you know a gyoza and and it's like you know, <laughs> that's it's like, not a real one and, well no it's, it's absolutely not but it, it kind of rings true because of course like if you look asian they don't care if you're japanese chinese or whatever so chung lee's chinese gyoza's you know whatever but what i'm trying to say is like that there's someone, a correlation there i feel like no, if someone is. doesn't know like if you're japanese or chinese they're not going to be like up to date with what gyoza is you right, know? right. <laughs> like, think, that's very oddly specific for like a racist person that that's true like because there's a couple of facets to that first of all it, although it's written, you're you're in a scenario where it seems that it's off the top of the head and you're under pressure. So the, the facts aren't being pulled up. No one's right. like fact checking you at that moment. Right. You, but laughs, if you can get a laugh out of the audience, 
you've immediately got them on your side and that's yeah, going to win you the battle. Some, some of my favorite battle rappers are comedic battle rappers and they say yeah. funny witty things and and that's that's kind of one of the the better elements of this theatrical battle rapping scene. So Well, I was listening to your podcast and you did an episode I think it was with um the fellow uh what was his name? I've forgotten his name now. Scott Scott Popular. Scott Popular, yeah. And you were talking about comedic rap or funny yeah. rap and how it doesn't exist in the same way anymore as it used to not you know? in the mainstream yeah. not in the mainstream yeah. right it doesn't there's not enough room in the bandwidth of popular mm -hmm. rap for that kind of humor and intelligence and uh, uh just that, that kind yeah. of spoke to me a lot because it's, yeah. tr it's, it's true yeah you think about the 90s like skilo had like a number one song with i yeah. wish i was a little bit taller yeah. i think there was a little bit with that what i was trying to say is that there was a little bit more biodiversity within the the range and spectrum of hip-hop in mainstream culture than it is now where it's kind of dominant dominated by a few different types of sounds. But there's yeah. still comedic rap, funny rap. Hannibal Burris raps, you know, and he's That's one of my true. favorites as well. You so. had that Quile Chris, Chris video going on when I walked in here. I didn't, I didn't seen that before. Yeah, it's funny. Hilarious, man. Yeah. Yeah, but but uh, all that, maybe we'll get a little bit more into the com like the idea of comedy and, and rap music during the interview segment or the mm. conversation segment. But I, I, I do, you know, late, that's a good drop, man. Uh, rest in peace to Bender. Yeah, and you man. guys should phenomenal, check out some of his battles. Really yeah. funny, really witty, uh, really technical, and just, just uh, it's sad when, when young people die. I don't know what he died of, but when young people die, I'm usually thinking it's either drugs or health related, like, you know, maybe well, a well, cheeseburger. Could be. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. another, that's yeah. a big thing that kill, kills young males, unfortunately, is suicide. And, and yeah. if you're in, especially creative people, that's a, a, a major thing. How right. old was uh, he? Oh, he young must have been he? like in his 30s, I think. Like I maybe, maybe, maybe a little 30s, older yeah. than us, maybe. Right, right. Mm. Well, that's actually a great segue into my next news point. Uh, today, actually, today as we record the podcast, which I'm not sure what the date is, the third. Um, Today would have been Mitch Hedberg's 50th birthday. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of mental health and yeah. drug abuse and things uh -huh. of that nature. Mm. And um, he was one of the first white comedians that I was really drawn to because I, I grew up with mostly black comedy. We, My family, we'd watch, you know, the first comedy I remember watching was like Eddie Murphy's Raw or Delirious, one of the two. Mm -hmm. I grew up on Comic View, uh, you yeah. know, uh, Deaf Comedy Jam. And so I was more familiar with black comedians and that's kind of my wheelhouse. But um, like Bill Hicks and Mitch Hedberg, uh, George Carlin were some of the first non-black yeah. uh, comedians that I grew up with. And I thought Mitch was just brilliant you know yeah his, his outlook was brilliant you guys like mitch hedberg yeah, yeah mitch hedberg everybody for, does right mitch hedberg for me yeah. is, is interesting one of those like first people like, i always like liked comedy in the back of my mind but like when i first kind of like started thinking about comedy and comedians and and doing comedy and people being stand-up comedians and it being their job and stuff he's one of the first people that i kind of like really got into and it was really interesting for me to kind of because i associated like uh cool comedy with like more observational stuff and the one-liner kind of like joke jokes for me was like old-fashioned and like yeah. really sucked and i remember discovering mitch hedberg and i really like was like holy shit you can do anything in yeah. this in this space and be good and funny it's not it's not about the style or anything it's about how good the person is and i remember like and I, I i found him and then like the next thing i found out was that he was already dead by the time i found out about him i was like fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i i don't I, i'm not sure exactly what year he died but i I, I never thought like oh I can go see him perform yeah. comedy. Like I think he might have been he might have been dead. Yeah, it's two thousand five I think. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Oh man, tragic. But his style of kind of deadpan, observational, strange, 
like a frame of reference comedy. Uh, I really enjoyed that guy. Yeah, his his style. You know, there's really only two two comedians. I think uh, the other one was Stephen Wright. I don't know if you guys know mm, him. Yeah, Big yeah. fan of him yeah. as well. Yeah, it kind of predates Mitch uh, by yeah. by a, a large degree, but very deadpan, similar approach. Those Mitch guys, was more hip. Yeah, <laughs> Mitch was cooler than, than yeah, Stephen Wright. Totally. Know? That was another thing about him I liked. That was like it like. There's a potential stereotype of comedians of like being a bit like needy, laugh at my jokes, but like he had that kind of like I don't give a fuck about what you think about me vibe that was just like he seemed like cool. a stoner, like stoner, you know? Yeah, he was a stoner, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. He right. used to do drugs, but he still does. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I think you know, the, I think the very special thing about him is he was uh, what we call truly original, you know? And this is this is. The most difficult thing to do in any art form, right? Even right. hip hop, you know, you're painting, whatever. You know? And that's that's. I think that's what we're all trying right. to do when we go up there is say something that's never been said before, you know. And yeah. I haven't done it yet. I don't know. I don't know if you yeah. guys ever said anything original. You, you, you know, I'm just. You can see some of his children kind of live off. Like I think Dimitri Martin <gasps> seems a lot him. like yeah. you know, yeah. Mitch, but with you know a guitar or you know what I mean, props or something like that. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's interesting you say about those three comedians you mentioned, Mitch Hedberg, George Carlin, and Bill Hicks, that that kind of came through for you as the first white comedians you like. Those were three comedians also who came through to England. Because England has its own comedy scene. It very much has its own comedians and kind of looks upon US comedy quite often in, in, not, in a, not in a positive light. Um, but Bill Hicks was, was huge it, when I was... Um, you know, coming up like 17, 18 years old, you know, and, and, and Mitch Hedberg as well, and, and George Carlin too. And they've all got that, like you say, a couple of things hip, hip people, yeah. but also just like there's something, even though George Carlin and Bill Hicks were more about issues, and Mitch Hedberg was nothing like that. It was just right. this thing that ties them together of, I don't know, just this immediacy yeah. uh, that I guess just transcends. The, all that other American comedy, which is like you got your redneck comedians, you right. got your Hispanic comedians, all this like kind of niche kind yeah. of yeah, right. Well, I don't know. I like Mitch Hedberg too because he's so. You can just tell it's not a persona. Like when he got on stage, he was so nervous. That's why he yeah. performed with his back to the audience, and he took Sunglasses what traditionally well. would have been yeah, what would have been a weakness, yeah. and he turned it into like a personality quirk, which is. The yeah. power of comedy. There's there's an authenticity there with Mitch. It's like you're getting Mitch. If yeah. you were hanging out with him, it's there, there's a yeah. few comedians like that. That's why I like um I like Bill Burr because yeah. when you hear a Bill Burr joke, it's like that's Bill Burr. That's not written by somebody given to him. That is his authentic personality, and that's just his worldview. That's um that's kind of what I would say about the three comedians you mentioned. You said like you, that would link them, and you weren't sure what it is. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's the authenticity. It's mm. like you know if you met these people in real life. It is exactly what they'd be like on stage versus like I don't know I don't know who you're thinking of when you said the redneck comedian. There's like very Jeff successful Jeff people. Foxworthy. That's exactly what I was thinking. Guy. I don't want to like yeah. shit on any people like successful people. I'm not even saying it's necessarily a bad. I thing. do. All I character shit on comedy because <laughs> character comedy yeah. can be amazing. I mean, Larry the Cable Guy doesn't have like a down south accent. His regular yeah. accent is just like a yeah. regular yeah. kind of middle American accent. I, I'm not even saying that not being inauthentic is necessarily a bad thing. I'm just saying like. Just, just different, and like, and it, it's definitely attractive to like when you watch someone like that. It's like, wow, you want, you really want. You, I, I personally aspire to be exactly like that. You know, someone where like I want to come off the stage and then 
be authentic about that. And the sure. audience can sense it. They can smell it. Like if, if you're protect, even if you're like kind of doing jokes that are funny and getting laughs, if they know that you're kind of like playing a character that isn't at least somehow aligned with your true thoughts, mm-hmm. they can tell. You yeah. can always tell, you know. Yeah, I think yeah, I we- think people want to relate, you know, they want to build relationships, you know, if the the comedians are authentic and you know, you know, we listen to these podcasts of all these other comedians and I have a relationship with them, you know. They never met me, but yeah. I know a lot about them. You know, yeah, I think exactly. That's, that's what a lot of people are looking for. You yeah. know? Indeed, indeed. We just, well, like Mega said, we had rapper Sky Zoo on recently, and that was another thing that he was talking about that's important to being an MC that most people don't consider is the, it wasn't authenticity. What was the word he used? It was, uh, fuck. It I'm not like, sure the point you're getting at, but like. It was like being honest, like uh, being comfortable and it's like something you can't teach. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it just comes from experience. Yeah. Like eventually you're like, oh yeah, this is like what I do. And I struggle with that all the time on uh, in the creative process. It's like what part of you is is the real you that you're bringing forward. And, and, and I used to make music and that was the same thing. It's like you, you, you try and create something because you might feel one day, one way one day, and you, you might write a, a song that, that takes you in that direction. but. If you're being honest about that feeling, then all of those things will tie together and it'll all work. It's, it's, it's difficult to make it yeah. work, but he did. It's also fun like to take your ugliest side of you and bring it on stage and yeah. I don't know, because that's what we think yeah. is funny what, about What ourselves. can be more honest than laying all your cards on the table face up, you know? Like being 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 open and being yourself is it's something that's alluring to people, I think, and, and they wanna they wanna see that and they wanna experience that. And like like uh, Kevin said, you feel like you're forming a relationship with them. And I think that I think there's a lot of parallels. I mean, people know me as like a crazy hip hop head, but I've been watching comedy my whole life, and I've always looked at. There's certain comedians where I'm just like, nah, that's not for me. Like something about Dane Cook doesn't click for me here, or something about Carlos Mencia doesn't click for me here. And then, well, yeah, exactly, it comes to light. But when I see a guy who's so comfortable in his skin that like he can get up there and not even have jokes and still be funny, like Chappelle, Mm -hmm. it's it's something that I look forward to. And I, I kind of hold both art forms and I definitely consider comedy an art form. I hold both art forms to a very high value, and I, I take them seriously. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like fucking Larry the Cable Guy. I'm, I'm always, Trash. always on that tip of of, of the, the parallels between music and and, and comedy. Definitely. Always, yeah, because I've done the two things, or you know, uh, 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 and it's the, the differences and the similarities. There's, there's just so many that always, are always coming up, and um, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 they are very unique yeah. in the sense that like they're, they're similar in so many ways like the way that the industry works the way you kind of come up in the industry yeah. like that not <laughs> right right yeah uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah totally yeah, you like, suck like the, the right dick man <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah I mean, like, yeah, yeah exactly. it's like you like you got you got so much in common with like a struggling artist like like a musical it's, artist totally yeah. like absolutely there's yeah. gatekeepers in both industries yeah. that prevent yeah, you from definitely. making your way to the top and yeah. Yeah, people who are leeches and yeah. people who you know and I, behind I, the I scenes. think like comedy like in, well, in terms of like stand up is kind of like I don't know I don't know, 30, 40 years behind music in, in the way it's been, but it's kind of getting into the space now where comedy is almost getting to the point now where there are examples of people making it because they're like 
young and good looking and things like that. Do you know what I mean? It, it, that didn't happen for a long time. Yeah, it's but true. Like that, it, especially in the UK, that's that's where I'm basing yeah. my examples off. Like, I feel like that that's that's becoming more important now. And there's like people getting sniped and being like, "Oh, hey, you can you could be. A, have you tried? Have you thought about doing comedy? I've definitely come across people in the UK that like are using doing stand-up as a, a route to being like a TV presenter, something like that. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a bit commercialized. Yeah, that happens a lot It happens lot in now. both industries. Because yeah. the thing is that actors can't practice acting. If you're an out-of-work actor, you're doing nothing. You're sitting at, h- at home doing fuck all. If you're an out-of-work comedian, you go up sta- on stage every night, five times a night, six times a night if you're in the right city. You're, you're working always, yeah. even if you're not making any money. Yeah. But an actor, that, so they're like, well, I might as well try stand-up comedy then. And, sure. and then they, there's no... Try to fail upwards. Where, and that's where you get that lack of honesty. That's where you get that... that that dearth of of genuine feeling and, and, right. and genuine vibes and, and you have to i feel like if you walk up on stage uh you have to know whether this is what you want to do or not because you're going to have to put work in to be good and sure. if you if if you if you don't want to do it and if it's not really something that your mind works with it's no point really right. well shoot um I, I think i yeah again i just want to say rest in peace to mitch hedberg rest in peace to bender let's go into the temperature uh, check segment of the podcast which Sorry, is we kind of way off topic <laughs> no 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 I, I love it i mean That's like like i said loads uh, time, our, you yeah, know our yeah. listeners our listeners know that that this is a little bit off format but the temperature check uh, segment of the podcast is kind of where we ask you random questions about random things and things of that nature to kind of get an idea about your thoughts and things of that let's start with something easy man um how about we go down we we go online and say like a what would what would your Mount Rushmore of comedy be? Great question. And if, for for all of you who are not from the United States, the <laughs> Mount Rushmore has the found like some of the most important leaders. Of, my of, mom and Aziz's mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Let's bring it back though and be real. You got this is serious. Mount Rushmore was originally Native American land, uh-huh. and then people came and stole the mountain. Facts. And then oh, they so put. He got really up. real. So Facts. if you're gonna do this, you better be serious about it. And <laughs> so which 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 yeah. imperialist comedian tell us about erase from history? Yeah, Russell yeah. Peters. Yeah, uh, Carlos Mencia, Larry the Cable Guy. No. Wait, we um, don't like Russell Peters. No, Russell Peters He's is a in joke town. thief. He's a joke thief. Oh, does he really? Is I hadn't he? heard about that. Russell Peters is here like two weeks, man. You should go. No, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've days. always enjoyed him and his perspective being like a you know. I, I don't know a lot of Indian people, so I always get something interesting out of his perspective. Or Russell's whatever. all right. I mean, I I, I, I don't. I, he's not my favorite. I, w- I wouldn't pick him up and 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 uh, go I, and go for his specials. Now that I, I kind of just freestyle this question, I'm ill prepared for this podcast episode. And so when I said Mount Rushmore, I I don't think I have mine. But let let me let me try to start. Um, I'd put Carlin on there. Jam. I'd put. Bill Cosby on there? Nope. I, 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 no, for what for that's what whole, he did. For, that's a whole hey, let's question, not act I'm like Mount Rushmore this. doesn't have George Washington yeah, who had yeah, mad yeah, slaves yeah, and true. was a terrible person. Once what Bill Cosby did for comedy. George Washington didn't have quaaludes, unfortunately. How if do you know he that? He didn't need quaaludes. He owned the people <laughs> that he was fucking <laughs> on his side. This is fucking George Washington invented yeah. No, but, but I'm not, I, like, not okay, to say... You're confusing, you're confusing Thomas Jefferson with George Washington. Oh, both of them was doing... Yeah, like, I think you know, George Washington, he freed all his slaves George when, Washington when he did died. That? You know? I'm George not sure George Washington No, he's is a white dude in the 1700s. What do you think he One was... Like, he didn't have any kids either. That's kind of why I like 50 children. He... He, like what I'm saying what I'm saying is that 
despite the the like me not really liking Bill Cosby's comedy, what he did for comedies, especially Black Americans, was kind of a monumental. Wait, you don't like thing. Bill Cosby's comedy? See, this is a whole. No, other I, debate. I don't think it's very funny. It's like, very clean. Really? This is a whole other debate. I think, like, because like, that's a whole other question. Is like separating. I've been from I, don't have an, I don't have an answer for this, man, because yeah. I've struggled with this a lot in the last fucking however long this has been, two Should years and all this shit's coming out. <laughs> let me, let me well, stop by saying, can I just say, like, like all right, he's separate. trash. He's trash. He's out of here, but I'm talking about this whack-ass mountain Hold on, of I kind of want to go back, <laughs> but I'm surprised that you don't like his comedy. It's not that funny to me. It's too clean. I like muff- I like ri- another person on my Mount Rushmore, Pryor. Richard fucking Pryor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Carlin, Pryor, Cosby, and... Lenny Bruce, I don't, I don't know. That's a pretty Fucking, classic. I don't know. Mount Rushmore. Comedy, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I like to say I've, you know, again, I've listened to some episodes of this podcast. Your, I see, I think your vibe is quite often like, what has this person done? Like, I was talking about favorite MCs and like, how's this person affected the game? Not just how Indeed. good they are or, yeah. or how many, like, how influence. many big hits they had. Yeah. It's, it's the influence. So that's an interesting thing. Uh, who, who's going to start this? Let, let's start from the left and head, Elizabeth, head down. Or start? to the yeah, my left. If you look at my left hand, you'll... Okay, never mind, go. <laughs> Still me, right? Left. Yeah, if you look to your right, you'll see my left hand. I don't have my so glasses So press play on. and let's go. No, I can't... <laughs> oh, oh, you're looking at the yeah. tattoo. Okay, yeah. I didn't even it's think of that. Point. Can I just say one second while we're talking about left and right, it's been annoying me a little bit throughout the whole podcast that you've got your headphones on backwards. <laughs> I can see the left and right. I'm sorry. I'm a little bit OCD like that. Uh, this guy. This fucking guy. <laughs> oh All right, that's that, the end that, of the that, podcast. I feel a little bit disrespected. <laughs> All right, let me. Th- I want to switch it up for him because he's always having some time. Comedians are such divas. Yeah, because it must be confusing because you're hearing him coming from the other side. So, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, I switched it up. Sorry, no, that's beautiful. Thank you for checking that out. I never pay attention to that. Never ever now pay attention so to that. That's so much more so, in yeah. sync now. Oh, it sounds better. Yeah. Does. Wow. Who would have thought? Oh. Okay. So which side is okay? Left let's now? let's start. Okay. Let's start with you. A Mount Rushmore. So for me personally, not like for comedy history, I would put Carlin. I would put Don Rickles. Ooh. I would put. I could replace Lenny Bruce with Don Rickles. I think, I think Don Rickles is more timeless to me. I think, like I, think I watch right. his shit from the Carson's show, like in the seventies. Uh, it's still my funny answer. to me. Don yeah. Rickles. I changed my answer. Good crowd work. He's just so mean. Uh, I like that. <laughs> And then I like I like Jim Gaffigan. I have a soft spot. I've always loved oh, him. Oh, the Mount Rushmore, though. For me, my personal Rushmore. Okay. I'm not okay. saying he's a comic okay. god. That's nice. You got, you got a uh, modern, modern person okay. in there. Okay. It's a bit of personal. I like how we can talk about nothing forever. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, Obama can he be on the modern Mount Rushmore of presidents? That's how I kind of see Gaffigan. It's like it needs updating. You know, when we think about the Mount Rushmore, though, it's like people who change comedy, people who are like. Originators and, and focal points, so that's why I'm surprised well, that's what, by the gap. That's what Alex well, that's said. My... That's like the perspective that you come from. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. That's just someone I grew up with, so I have a soft spot. All right, for so we got him. three. Who's the I last one? I need a one? fourth one. It's gonna be a black guy. Oh yeah, Chris Rock, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Chris Rock. Okay. Never okay. scared. That's like my favorite comedy special of yeah. all time. Preach. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so. Good, good. That's a good. That's a good Three answer. White guys. Sorry. Also, <laughs> now it's okay. I'm just curious. I do have a Don't, don't feel the need. To throw Thank in a you black for guy. You guys, you don't have to do that. <laughs> Are you Jewish? Mine's Hell yeah. Oh shit. Black guys so far. If you so. guys want to go straight, Jimmy Seville, Jimmy Seville, yeah. Jimmy Seville, Jimmy Seville. That's I totally love, fine. Uh, you know, Chris Rock, Chappelle, Kevin Hart, Betty uh, <laughs> Murphy, Earthquake, uh, Monique, Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> we get Monique on there. You can squeeze Kevin Hart in as well as the four. You can squeeze time. in like seven <laughs> Kevin Hart, four, four and like a, Kevin like, Hart. But but instead of it just, just being his head, it's like it's like his body. Like it's like yeah, it's just his whole body. You just put it. 
in between, like stand him on somebody's eyebrows. Kevin Hart could probably buy Mount Rushmore, couldn't he, and do his own one? <laughs> he's Rich making enough. he's making like millions of dollars at every single show he does at these yeah. stadium shows. What he's doing is really incredible. I just don't really care for his newer comedy. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, of his. But his first two were funny. I thought. I mean, I still joke with late about those ones quite frequently. Mm. But um, yeah, now he's he's something else. I man. think he leans too much on this idea. Like even watching his early stuff, it's all about how much of a bitch he is and how he's too scared to fight people. And yeah, which is nice in American comedy to have more self-deprecating stuff because that's what we're used to from British comedies. So much self-deprecating yeah. humor. But besides the Benny Hill. <laughs> 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 Well, that was pre-alternative comedy boom, and then it's like after that, it's going to be different. But um, um, yeah, okay, my Rushmore, I, my Mount Rushmore. Um, Asking British guys, this is really like a win yeah. for me right now. Uh, yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm, 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 I'll, I'll preempt this by saying that like this is going to be very. It's going to be more like what affected me, and like I consider I, this didn't necessarily like something I think like, you know, affected the world in terms of comedy, but in terms of the people that like really. Influence me in certain ways, like I don't know. One I'll start with that I'll say is Ricky Gervais. I will say straight away. Wait, let me explain. Let me explain. I could do a whole podcast about how much I hate that guy now. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate him. <laughs> I hate like I, I like the, the comedy and stuff. But like in terms of like a comedian, that the specials that I watch the most as a kid, I always hear about people like I watch this. I listen to this CD. You know, a thousand times. I I, I I watched this special a thousand times. Like for me, it was like the first two Ricky Gervais specials that like totally influenced me in terms of like wanting to do comedy. And like, if you, I started comedy like years back. And if you listen to any of the stuff I used to do, it was basically an imitation. You know, um, which I've definitely shifted away from now. But like, it's it totally comedian. affected my life. Um, that's a good question. Well, I, I, <laughs> I'm not I so actually, sure about that. Just, I'm really like not so to, sure about that. I, I like to hear uh, his thoughts. Is, is what I. Might he's a funny guy. Like he's certainly he's thoughts. a funny guy. Is he a good comedian? A good stand-up comedian? That's a whole other question. But he wouldn't make my top twenty. Uh, his approach to it is good. You know what? He wouldn't make my top twenty, but he might be on my Mount Rushmore if we okay. get into debates. You know, that is uh, weird. And it is weird. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. Hey, you're, you're the one right sometimes it works like that. Um, yeah, sometimes it works like that. Thank you for agreeing with me. Uh, Seinfeld for me as well is like kind of like in the same sort of vein, but in terms of, of, of that, like that's someone. I'm just talking about people that are really he personal changed, influence. He changed, he changed sitcoms, taste. man. Like you know, you know, Seinfeld, Larry David, they changed sitcoms. Or, 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 or I can really it's talk amazing about. that that was so popular. I'm not gonna, such a di- such I've a not different seen five episodes, but crazy oh, man. shit. Like, but yeah. Larry David, I mean, I've watched Curb is one of my favorites yeah, of all times. Yeah. But I, I just might put Larry on mine. I'm just gonna yeah, put Larry, Larry might be in there. Again, again, we're people of color. Like I didn't grow up on Seinfeld. I grew up on like Martin and Living Color and Fresh Prince and shit. Yeah, I did not. I watch. I've never seen a single episode of Friends, and I Holy I will shit. never watch I, Friends. Oh my god! But, Friends is but good. somehow I know about <laughs> Ross <laughs> and Phoebe and all these motherfuckers. Like, the I don't know. How. On my I just never ever watch <laughs> yeah, Friends. Right. I mean, like the reason I'm going with these sort of people is because like I don't profess to be any sort of like comedy historian. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say this person changed the the, the game. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you what kind of what. Uh, so you got Ricky. I got Ricky. I got um, Seinfeld. Seinfeld, Joey. which is making me sound. I got Joe. No, I got Charlie. You crazy? Um, and uh, uh, again, controversial. I'm going to say Louis as well. CK. Uh, 
Yeah, absolutely. Jacking yeah. off in front of people. Huh? Louis Armstrong, he's hilarious. Louis. Yeah, he's a funny yeah. guy. Yeah, no, 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 no. Louis, yeah, Louis Armstrong. I'm so glad somebody did that. <laughs> yeah, we needed that too because we didn't have the we drop. Need the drop. <laughs> we didn't have the drop. And yeah, we're gonna have to add that to the form. Yeah, that's going in for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, again, just in terms of like person, of course, like majorly influenced me. I like Louis C.K. Man, like I feel Louis sorry CK. for like the people who were adversely affected by his actions and and what he did. But I like Louis C.K. Man. Yeah, you know what? I'm still. I, I don't even. I don't even want to pretend I know what to say about that. You know, like I, I, I'm still kind of like. I'm he didn't touch anybody. <laughs> he was just jacking right. off on the phone. Yeah, you could have hung on. up. He didn't touch oh, anybody. You just hang up when. If didn't you guys you. call me and didn't start jacking you. off on the phone to me, I'm gonna be like, l- 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 I'm gonna record it and then play it on the podcast, and then I'm gonna hang up. Let me clarify. When I say I don't know what to say about that, I'm not saying I don't know whether it was good or bad. I know it was bad. I don't know what to say about it in terms of like, can I? Do, like, can I still say that he influences me? Absolutely, I can, he, I think. He you got know. in front of it. He accepted responsibility. said he did it. said he was fucked up for doing it. Aziz is just happy no one's ever called him out for masturbating in front of people. It's wrong, but he's relieved. Wonderful. I, I'm he's really always relieved. When, when there's headlines... Relieving cool. himself? One day that when there's headlines saying... Aziz sexually assaulted someone. Most people are just gonna be like, "Oh, I've already read that one." And oh just yeah, they're gonna think it's Aziz. I'm sorry. Like, hey, I remember that. About that. I hope they're just flying to the radar. Son of a bitch. I yeah. said to someone, so, uh, this guy who was visiting Tokyo, a comic, asked me who's my favorite comedian, and I was like, "Well, you know, uh, I, I don't like to say this now, but Louis C.K." And he was like, "Don't, don't say that. You know, you can, you can still like." You can still like Louis C.K. You don't have to be ashamed of it. You know, I, Bill Cosby's still one of the greatest storytellers of all time. True. Like just because he did this stuff, it doesn't mean anything. True. And I was like, yeah, that's true. But also, it's kind of a lazy comedian to say it's your favorite comedian. I want to. I want to sound like <laughs> I want to have somebody that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I can't be bothered to think yeah. of that. Have Alex, you heard of Alex Dick Crumbs? Yeah. <laughs> Dick Crumbs. The art of Dick Crumbs. And uh, I will. And so, uh, just for the fourth one, so we can move on quickly. Um, I mean, I've said three Americans so far, um, and I was definitely like more into and influenced by American comedy. But like the guy that was like made me think, oh no, British people are better and funnier. Is Mr. That- Bean. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> you got it, man. You got Back. it. Uh, Mr. Bean is the greatest comedian of all time. He's the only comedian that reached worldwide fame. <gasps> No other comedian is famous in any other country. It's right? the genius of like not using words, man. It's yeah. smart. Um, I'm not. I'm gonna say it. it's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, I, I, I kind of feel icky saying this because I've said like four of the most famous comics ever, but uh, I'm gonna say Stuart Lee uh, for num- number four, who's a British. I don't know if people don't know him, but like a very not too familiar with Stuart amazing, Lee. Like so, Stuart Lee, his 2005, I think, special called Stand Up Comedian is. Still to this day, my favorite stand up comedy special of all time. It's fucking brilliant. And he's an amazing. He's like, check him out, man. I don't want to say okay, too much. Okay, yeah, I'll check him out. I'm not too familiar yeah. with him, I don't think. But I like the title. How about you, man? <laughs> what, what do you got for uh, a Mount Rushmore? I'm glad that he's saved me some time by introducing Stuart Lee. Because uh, I've definitely put Stuart Lee on there. Yeah. And um, I think I, a lot of Brits would, you know? Yeah, man. Like, is yeah, he I, English? He's English. He's English. He's been around. He, he, he came out in the 90s. And was big in the 90s when in the comedy boom, he was in a double act with Leon Herring. Mm-hmm. And they had some TV shows. Their TV shows were crazy. They had a Sunday daytime show, which was like a ripoff of, the, of, a, of a, a, a popular daytime show. This morning. Called right? This morning. Yeah. And they, they just, it, the stuff they got away with in the, in the daytime on um, TV was yeah. crazy. He's kind of well known as like a com- like comedian's comedian. It's like, yeah. not necessarily, he is quite very popular, but like massively commercially popular. He's but, kind of avant garde. But yeah. uh, and then he disappeared 
disappeared for ages and then he came back and he's he's one of, that one sounds of the interesting. Anytime now. somebody describes something to me as avant-garde, I'm like, okay, let me just check a little bit, <laughs> see if it really. Well, you got to think. You got to think about it. You got it's, it's not, you know, sure. you got to get in there. I'll but check it, it out, man. Thank you guys for introducing that to me. So, who else you have? Julie, Larry, David. Um, Thank. The- great choice, by the way. I love Larry David. I'm feeling that, like, yeah, I don't want to put Jerry on there. I do love Jerry. I've been actually watching a lot of Seinfeld stuff recently. And getting into cars. his style, yeah, doing a lot of yeah. comedians with cars, watching his old stuff, like, like, kind of listening to interviews with him and like the way he, he used to do like transcendental, me, transcendental is that the right word? Yes. Meditation and yoga, and he never drunk, never had coffee, no, nothing like that. Like just completely, was dedicated to comedy, like in, in insane amount, even before the show. But like, I'm not going to put him up there because. As much as I, as much as I love him and I love his approach and I love the way that he is so artful with these simple things, he doesn't actually make me piss myself laughing. That's yeah. a that's a great point. So, and I love the show. And I, Larry David, on the other hand, I just look at him and and, and I'll die laughing. <laughs> he's, he's hilarious. Oh, I just like to see him do stuff. Like it doesn't it's, it doesn't have to be funny, but yeah. when he does things Anything. and his interactions are. Great. I, I always kind of say this to a lot of people. I think like doing stand-up comedy and comedy, uh, you can definitely work on it and get better. And I think the hardest workers are the ones that succeed the most. That you can be like a little bit talented, but like Larry David is the one, the exception that proves that rule. Who is just yeah. like just funniness personified to like his yeah. bones. Like like yeah. you said, like looking at him can make you laugh. Like he's never not funny in any instance. I wonder if yeah. he would be like that if he was a normal guy or not. It's interesting because oh. in my mind, he's he's the the creator yeah. of all this amazing I, comedy. I agree. I, I see him as superior than like Lauren Michaels has done so much with for comedy, Ooh, but I I game, think yeah. that Larry I prefer Larry David's career for whatever reason because I just like his contributions. I love that he got fired from more. Saturday Night Live as a writer without getting any sketches on the air because then yeah. he just turned up at work again. Everyone knows that story, right? He just turned yeah. up at work the next season because he decided against it. Yeah. Well, I, one thing I just wanted to say. Oh, sorry. Did you wanna? Well, just I met Larry David once. Whoa! Oh, drop. Let's hear the story. I was going to like a really high class wedding in Newport, Rhode Island, and I got out of a car and I was kind of distracted and I stepped on someone's shoe. It was very crowded. And I looked down. Well, no, like, you know, in the front of a hotel, it's like, whatever, weddings. A lot of shoes around. And I stepped on someone's shoe and it was like this huge, ugly, white orthopedic sneaker. And I was in like, (laughs) and I was in enormous heels. And so I like looked down and followed it all the way up. And it was Larry David. And I said, Oh, it's you. <laughs> hello. And he goes, Oh, hello yourself. Get off my shoe. I mean, that's crazy how that is just an episode of Curvy Enthusiasm right there. Like, that's like an opening, like, yeah, scene from right. That. And then, like, he goes inside and, like, there's something wrong with his shoe now. And he has to, like, <laughs> try to get another shoe somehow. That, that is absolutely Larry David's life, man. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's that's a great anecdote. I what you that. said earlier, I'm remi- oh, sorry to deviate even more. What you said earlier reminded me of something. You said being um, like coming up most of your black comedy, you never watched Seinfeld or Friends. There's an ep- there's the the series of Curb where they're making the Seinfeld yeah, reunion. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and Leon comes to the set. Yeah, and he's like. <laughs> Who's this motherfucker? Yeah, yeah. He's just looking yeah. at George. He's like, you think he's like never seen it? He's just no yeah, idea. Everyone's like time for is that like n- someone doesn't know anything about science. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, funny. It's yeah. funny. Um, but so Larry and um, who was the other one so long ago? Stuart Lee. Stuart Lee and um, 
Yeah, it gets, it gets tough here. I'm going to have to have um, Eddie Murphy on there because uh, although it's such an Good inappropriate choice, and choice, dated man. special, Delirious uh, was a huge... Um, I really did not age well, well did it? <laughs> it did not age well. I, I don't it mind it still to It's still day, fucking man. funny. It's just, it's just interesting watching it. The fashion came age back well. around, I think. Yeah. That's what well, happened with the fashion. Well, let's say... The comedy is good, and there are hella, hella problematic parts with it. Just yeah, like the definitely. same way we don't like some of our favorite rappers who yeah, still use for sure. the F word. Like, definitely yeah, can't course, get yeah. down with that those parts of his yeah. special at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of music that you you kind of have to distance you yourself go back from the like, lyrical content. But gosh, the beats man. and the the flows I mean, are great. one of our favorite rappers today, Royce the Five Nine, is still throwing Dropping that word that, out. In that F bomb. And by the F bomb, I'm not saying I'm not talking about fuck. Everybody <laughs> likes to say fuck. I'm talking <laughs> I'm about the word against the. But you guys talk about the LGBTQ community. It's crazy. Like you watch that and you think like, what if there's like some guy. There's, I mean, there was definitely someone in the audience, like who, like you know, was having such a great time, like loving Eddie Murphy, being like, oh, "Dang, I love the Rocky joke." Of course, but you it's know, it's right I mean. at the beginning. There's no one was having a good time yet. It's the first bit. <laughs> yeah. It's like in the first five minutes, he's doing Mr. T getting fucked yeah. in the ass, yeah. which is hilarious. But it's also, yeah, no, the, the 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 gay dude with the siren on on top of the car. Yeah. It's like. I showed it to a friend a couple of years ago, time, and and it, I, it was such a. You know when you show something that you love to a friend, and like you don't know if they're gonna think it's trash or if they're gonna go, "This is amazing. This, thank you for showing me this." I remember showing Alan Partridge to my friend, and it was the best <laughs> night in my life. And we watched all of these episodes together, and he was just dying. But yeah, that one, my friend was like, "Ooh, I don't know," but he was laughing sometimes. I feel the same way about like um, a few Chris Rock stand-ups like yeah that's like, true like like even 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 louis ck when he's like no nah, i just mean fact and it's like yeah, yeah, well, yeah that came i get it but there. i also don't really care i like that joke actually yeah. I, I think, think it's, it's a funny. it's a good joke but i'm also just like okay I, I don't really care to hear it the funniest thing about that joke is uh the louis ck joke is like at the time when he's saying that and he's saying like there's nothing wrong and like i think the punchline is what like 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 quit being a and suck that dick in a way, it's sort of like at the time, I'd be like, "Wow, this is like quite like forward thinking," you know. But yeah. like later on, it's like, you know what? Actually, no. And I'm sure a lot of people, mm. even himself, I'm sure, is like, you know, I wouldn't yeah. say that joke again. You can't do that in today's. That's why it's unnatural <laughs> to record jokes. Is it's unnatural? Specials are unnatural. They're great, but they like to to freeze a joke in time and say that's always going to be funny is that a hot take or is that like fake news or is that like a, a wrong opinion i don't agree with that at what all what you mean yeah. no well, no they're just looking at it, the comedy like, i'm being comedy, i'm being yeah. facetious slightly but okay. like obviously i love comedy specials there's many that i love but like the idea of saying this is a joke that works now in front of these people and recording it and expecting it to always be the same is yeah. kind of insane right really if you think yeah. not insane, but you know, you know what I mean. It's it's a dangerous thing, and obviously the reason that they're there is to spread the news of these comedians, make money for them, and such and such. But to say right, this isn't funny anymore. Oh no, it's kind of yeah. like it was done at the time. Well, there's right. so many like part of the beauty of comedy is to be in the room. There's a reason it's like a live art form, and so half the time when you watch like Conan or like the Letterman show and. It's just not funny. It's kind of like you almost had to be there. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah, it's not natural. Comedy is the most 
sensitive art form to the environment. I I I I, I totally agree with you. I've like never that. even thought about that. Like, like that. and put it into those words. But like, I think like when you're a kind of a when you're like a fan of comedy, you're only you think comedy is specials, and that's what it is. But as soon as you kind of like get more into the world, you realize that specials are a, a kind of a, a byproduct. They're a necessary. I don't use the word evil, but they're like a necessity. Sure. And to make, you know, like you said, to make money to get out. But like, what it is is that performance in the room. I totally That's agree it. with you. And the room has to be right. The lights have to be exactly right. The audience right. have to be feeling the right way. I don't want to use the word comedy. Sorry, I want to say stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. So the the stage has to be the right size. The, you don't want distractions in yeah. the room. Your clothes have to be free of distractions. Right. Your hair has to be right. Everything about it needs to be perfect for the best environment of comedy and it's so rare that you get that oh, you, still, you look skeptical Elizabeth about no, what I'm saying no I just saying. feel bad Mark's Kevin oh, hasn't given his <laughs> we still have like exactly we've we're been it, we're 45 question. minutes into the podcast like still usually we've taken okay, a break right. and started again but let yeah. me just let me get let, off that I, yeah. thinking, I'm, I, I love the tangents I'm so glad you said that because I was thinking the exact same thing I'm sorry now we're getting a lot of information I like comedy Larry David Stuart Lee Eddie Murphy and I'm just gonna that's four Sorry? Yeah. No, Stuart Lee, Larry David, Eddie Murphy. Eddie oh, Murphy sorry. and um, the Larry the Cable guy. <laughs> Jimmy Savile. <laughs> Jimmy who? No, 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 no. I, w- I want to bring in um, somebody more old school, but uh, frankly, I can't bring... Wait, frankly, he's funny. Frankly? frankly. <laughs> Can I make a pause? Can I make a pause? Sure, bust it. Frankly. I went to Alex's recording Stuart's of his brother. podcast that he did live with uh, Aziz and a couple other comedians. Yeah. And I, I think, didn't know about his podcast. We didn't even announce it. I think it was, We can talk oh, about it later. Okay. I think, I think the name you guys decided upon was... Pedophiles, I think that's what you guys okay, landed no, on. That was not let, what let's, we let's, let's clarify. So, so, so the Jimmy Savile pick is very appropriate. <laughs> very appropriate. Let's so clarify what happened. Too, we, we, What's we, a pederast, Walter? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, should we? Uh, let's move on to. Uh, <laughs> we're talking. Last, about, last one. Last one. Uh, last one. I'm gonna put. Um, you know, I'm just gonna put Dave Chappelle on there because I love Go him and he's, hey, he's changed like everything and yeah, he's yeah. keeping it so. He's still at the top of his game. Dave Chappelle is one of the few comedians that could just do a festival and stand in front of 20,000 people and still have a comedy show and be funny. You know, you know when he, he disappeared to Africa, right? When, when, he, when he came back, he would just go to parks in New York and just start talking to people. Yeah. He'd just do these impromptu shows. You know, that's pretty... That's pretty amazing, you know? Yeah. I do yeah. that too. Just knowing uh, people walk by and they kind of throw me money. You know, they think I'm a homeless, crazy person. Hey, I should do that. I need to make some extra money for talking. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think we already mentioned everybody I was going to mention, you know? I so think, what, uh, So who do you got then? Uh, let's see. Uh, Carlin, Mitch, Norm, Chappelle. Norm is a good pick. McDonald? Norm is a great pick. Norm McDonald. <laughs> see, I Norm- should have known. I should have known. I kind of get that, but now, now I'm never going to be is able to look at you. Is that the first Saturday different. Night Live, night live al- alumni that we've put on there? Anyone's put on there? Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy as well. Chris Rock. Well, he's a writer though. What did he? He didn't perform, right? No, I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. No, they do not. Good. Yo, late. Do you have any? Um, do you have any? Do you want to clarify any of your choices? Tell us why you like Norm or anything like that. Everybody well, else Norm. had ten minutes each to talk about their shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we were talking about uh, originality before. You know, Norm's the only guy that has the 15-minute setup for the for the punchline that you already know is coming, right? And it's, he's the only guy where you're laughing at the setup. 
and not the actual punchline. Because you you know what's yeah. coming. Yeah, yeah exactly. you know what he's gonna say, and you know it's gonna be the worst joke you ever heard. But you're still laughing your ass off. Mm. See, Norm is someone that like I really, you know, when I was getting into like I need to research all these people. I'm so excited to learn about all these people. I heard about Norm McDonald. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna love him and like. I, I love the guy more than his comedy. You know what I mean? Like I love him. Like I love yeah. his show. I love I love everything about him. But like actually watching him do a set, I'm like, am I really well, enjoying this? I'm not so sure. The only reason he ever does any comedy is because he runs out of money from gambling. <laughs> yeah. Right? He, you know, yeah. he had his podcast, but then he just quit doing it because he got enough money, and then he right, lost yeah, yeah. it all gambling, and so he started it up again. Brought the podcast back. This is, this is his whole career. You know, it's all it's oh, just a brilliant. gambling habit. I mean, the guy's insane. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ah, great choices. Uh, late. You had some uh, temperature check questions as well. Is that is that true? Uh, Have we got another forty five minutes? Think so. No, I yeah, think we're just we gonna make just this episode through. like two hours, man. We got four guests, anyways. Why not? Sounds good, man. Uh, I'm having a fucking great time. I could do this all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like talking, man. I literally could talk about comedy all day, and it's like it's something I didn't realize I needed to do until two years ago, and now. We'll sit down and just talk about comedy nonstop with these people. Yeah, and I love it. Others in the in the, in the group and anyone else who listen, basically. Yeah, you basically you basically just put a mic on what we do all day, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you know. that's true. Yeah. Um, late questions. <laughs> late, late, late with his questions. Late to send a quick text. He's sending <laughs> <laughs> some girls up. Yeah, he's yeah. like, man, they're, they're not as funny as we thought, man. <laughs> Do you have any off the top of your head? No, no, I didn't. I'm, I, I came into this completely impromptu. I said, I don't know any of these people. I actually want you I to ask me one this. of your questions from. Yeah, well, what I wanted to do was like fill in the blank. Oh, okay. And if you guys, if you guys know it, then don't answer. Okay. But if you don't know it, then answer. You know that's what I mean? an that's an interesting take on the concept of questions. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> never, I've never heard yeah. like that before. You know what you th know about questions? Forget that. Yeah. <laughs> if only my teachers did that at school, I'd be this a fucking a, a student. So, uh, so for example, uh, what what's the friend's name? Chip. I think the friend's name is Chip, right? Perhaps. So, Dave Chappelle's white friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna race him. Wow, you failed. I'm gonna <laughs> race him. You had one job. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, so have you all you, you've all seen it. that special before, right? That's my favorite comedy special killing of all me time. Softly. Killing oh, me yeah, softly. Oh yeah, yeah, amazing. Do you know it word for killing word? Them, killing them softly. Killing them softly. Yeah. Killing them softly is uh, it's my there. favorite. Like, I, I said that Stuart Lee's is my favorite. Killing me softly, my killing them softly might be like number yeah, three. Yeah, it's two. absolutely my favorite. I still do. I st I when I'm when I'm hungover, I'll, I'll be like, yeah. fuck it, I don't want to leave no mysteries. You know, when sprinkles a crack on them, and just yeah, yeah, I I still use those jokes every fucking time. Baby, I was just gonna say, it's like, what you talking about, baby? Yeah. Hey baby, stop selling weed. You got your whole life ahead of you. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, we've got that line, right? We've got the hey baby, uh, get off the corner, stop selling weed. Yeah. If you know the next part, don't say it. Okay. Elizabeth, do you know what we're talking about? All right, what does the baby say in response? Are to you that? are you trying to trick us into saying the N word right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a thousand percent sure that it says begins. Get with it on that. camera, King. <laughs> I swear to fucking God that he says foiled. That. I've been found out. <laughs> no, the, 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 it's the other one. It's the uh, when the police come into his house. That's how you trick someone into saying it. It's like he's hung up pictures of his family. Apparently, this is oh, yeah. <laughs> Negro. Broken and hung up pictures of himself and his family. <laughs> Sprinkle some crack on him. Let's get out of here. 
No, yeah. but he says, he says, fuck you, nigga, I got kids to feed, <laughs> is what the baby says. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but his new his new special Equanimity, the the the, the bigger one, the one that's not yeah. at the comedy store, is incredible. I love it. It's yeah, like not as good like as Killing Him Softly, but you can't judge it in the same way because different. different. I grew person. up with with with, yeah. the, uh, with Killing Him Softly as a kid, and now this is a new special when there's so many specials every day on Netflix. There's new ones. It's and crazy. It's, yeah. it's so good. That and who so the fuck are these so people? Who are he they? put out he put out who four hour long specials within a, a like year. A, a year. Yeah. That's a pretty crazy thing to do. Like that's how much material he's he has. You know, he's a so, mask yeah. over this kind of rebirth. Yeah. I also feel like they're too long. I don't. Any comedy special that's over like 50 minutes is like, nope. That's yeah. you yeah. only need 45 minutes. Yeah, most people should start with half hours. Yes, yeah, uh, and stick with that for a while. I agree. Yeah. I, I, sometimes when you see like a special that's like an an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and a half, I'm like, like if you split that into two specials, everyone's happy. I'm happy. You're probably happy. You'll make twice the money, man. Like I'm. Uh, if you yeah, if so I watch a 50 year and take a yeah, fucking same. vacation. Yeah. If I watch a 50 minute special, I'm not like I got short change. You know, after 50 minutes, I'm kind of looking at my watch anyway. You know, like it, 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 there's like I'm the big like you know huge. Uh, we all are in this room huge comedy fans, and I feel like I'm not gonna after an hour be like fuck. I need more. You know, I'm, there's plenty out there to go. You know. Agreed. Yeah, man, I feel like 15 minutes should be the maximum. What about the masters can pull off? What about a cute little three minutes? I know. Well, that's the uh, that's like the open mic time limit, right? Three minutes, you know. So that's why. That's why. Oh, is that why you do it? That's pretty interesting. If you guys ever heard Little Cutie podcast, Little Cutie podcast, can I just keep saying it? I'm saying it. you guys. What is it called again? It's called the Little Cutie podcast. How do you spell it? L I Cutie podcast. But uh, you know, it's only three minutes. You know, it's just a little cute three minutes, yeah. not too long. You did ten minutes long. the other five day for your one hundredth episode, Kevin, I believe it you was. You know that if you ever came. Oh, I think we just what talked over each other, Alex, and nobody heard. I didn't hear what you said. said. Yeah, you yeah. Just, mine was just really derogatory, and I regret it already. Oh, no, did he uh, say the N word? Fuck you! I got podcast to be six times. Yeah, no, Kevin minutes. celebrated his 100th episode of his podcast recently. Hey. Oh, thank you, thank you. podcast every yeah. day. I mean, it's not like most 100-episode podcasts. That'd be like two years, but I do them every day, so it's just uh, three months, is basically. Yeah, yeah he, was anyway. saying, he was saying like the total time would only be like three three hours. Yeah, a little over like three hours, I yeah. think. Up to, this up podcast will probably get close to your total recording time. <laughs> <laughs> but good. Uh, yo, if Late doesn't have any more... If he doesn't have any more uh, temperature checks, yeah, uh, let's go ahead and or, let's take or, a break. Let's, let's do this one. This one's important. Uh, let's just do it real quick. Maybe just the name and a quick reason why. Who's your favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan? Let's start from Kevin. <laughs> um, uh, uh, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Um, how old are you? Uh, you have to know. I'm going to be 35. I'm going to be 35. You got... That was high school for us. It was like Hold 98 on. Wu-Tang uh, Forever. Is it B-Bars? B B-Bars? Okay, he's very he's very much not in, in the fucking Wu-Tang I, just, I was looking at that he's shirt. He's fucking <laughs> looking at... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very... Yeah, he's, he's great. RZA? Okay. Yeah. There is a person... Yes. <laughs> Good answer. He's There's no favorite. bad answers. This might favorite. be the first bad answer. Why? Because uh, the man with the iron face. He, he just, you know, he doesn't take any shit. You know what I mean? 
This might be the first bad answer we've had for this. Let's see what these comedians do with it. Next. Uh, you got to love the RZA uh, for the gritty beats, but I think we're going to go with... Uh, Tony Stark's gonna go with Ghost Face Girls. Ghost Face, all right, for, all right. Yeah, just uh, huge personality. You know what, Meg, I'm gonna disagree. There are no voice. wrong answers. I don't no know, man. Answers. Be bars yeah, doesn't got bars. Got <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have to be in the Wu Tang yeah. the first time. Right? You know, even in the most accepting space possible, when there are no wrong answers, B bars is still fucking wrong. I feel, I feel like that's like a SoundCloud it's rapper that sure. I'm gonna be really mad to hear when it blows up. That's my new, that's my new nickname. C Dog's out. C Dog's out. In. Oh, he's banging blood now. No, C bars. You mean? Yeah. I'm slowly getting to A. I'm going to remove C. Anyway, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go Ghostface Girl. All right. Next. Um, I'm going to say RZA. And I'm going to admit right now, I'm not the biggest like Wu-Tang. Man, he, he doesn't know any either. He just stole my answer. Wait, just, <laughs> just let me let me, let me me explain. I'm just about to explain the exact thing. I'm not the biggest Wu-Tang fan. Wu-Tang fan out. Fang? Wu-Tang fan. That's a very hard phrase to say uh, out there. But like, I do like RZA and respect RZA for his like directing career like uh, he's directed a lot of cool music videos which i like a lot like you know some of the um interesting um overall influence in the game is it yeah he's a huge influence in the game and like i i like i'm i can't I, be I, mad I, at this answer. i'm more i more came into wu-tang through rizza through like him directing like fucking like vampire weekend music videos and shit like that you know wait he directed I, a video for vampire i'm weekend? pretty sure he did yeah um What's that film he did? The first one, Ghost Dog. Was he just did the music for that? No, he didn't I do think Ghost he did Dog. The, he did, uh, the first that? movie he directed. That was, uh, no, no, he didn't. He did the music for Ghost Dog. He did the music was, for Ghost Dog. Yeah, right. that was. Um, it was a long time was ago. Right? Directed, huh? Jim Jarmusch. Yeah, 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 sorry, I'm not yeah. thinking. About, I'm sorry, I, I'm confused. You're thinking about the man it. with I, the iron I, fist. By the way. I'm, I'm thinking about the man of the Iron Fist. I'm confused about him directing a uh, video for Vampire Weekend. I'm pretty sure he, well, he definitely featured in a couple of them. He was in a couple. I'm not sure if he directed them, but yeah, uh, that kind of thing. So but, your whole answer is wrong, is what you're telling us. It's like a lot of misinformation. It's not incorrect. <laughs> the fact that he likes Rizzo There's is a reason that I like him, but I don't. The fact really that like Rizzo is true, but uh, the fact that I wasn't just saying it because Kevin said it, that's incorrect. Fair okay. enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Debatable. We'll have to. We'll test them later. Uh, I would have to say Method Man because of his uh, small but very powerful appearance in Garden State. He's the <laughs> sketchy bellboy in the hotel where everybody's fucking and they and they peep on him. He's Not a bad movie. answer. Yeah. Not a bad answer. Yeah. Method Man's great. <coughs> Mega Late Show 2018, episode 26, with a bunch of comedians and shit. Look how disappointed he looks. I mean, those aren't so We really killed him. Should I have said you, God? If I had said you, God, would that perk you up? I would have been like, yo, nobody said you, God, on this. Great answer. There you go. Hey, I like it, though. The reason nobody says you, God, is because nobody likes you. I would have liked if Kevin was like, I like Method Man because he's handsome. Like, that would have been great. He's all right, yeah. Method Man's a very handsome guy. I want someone to say Red Man. That is an incorrect answer. Somebody said that two weeks ago. Someone did. That is an incorrect answer. Yeah, I like that kind of incorrect answer because it's embarrassing for somebody. All right. Yo, Mega Late Show 2018. We're here with a bunch of comedians. We're here with... Max Kevin. Alex Kemp. Aziz Vora. Elizabeth Hickey. Episode 26. Thank you for joining us. We're going to take a little commercial break and we'll be right back. Put a trademark around your fucking eye. This is Katume from Sunday Replay. You're listening to the Mega Late Show with Mega Late and Steez. Badass motherfuckers. Maybe I'm not allowed to say motherfuckers on this thing, but I'm saying it anyway. Mega Late Show. 
Yo, welcome back to the Mega Late Show. We're here with some comedians, and we're about to talk about some comedy. Episode 26, 2018, we have a lot of people here. And uh, if you've been listening so far, uh, we've been having a lot of conversation, and we actually will have a half episode come out next Wednesday, right after the release of this. Right now, we want to get into the conversation with the comedians about what they're doing, their projects, and, and things of that nature. So let's start with uh, Max Kevin. Kevin. Max Kevin, um, you're the homie. You have a podcast, a little cutie podcast, man. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how we can find it and your thoughts about your entire process, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, so you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Podbean is where I host it. You know, you can uh, you can go there on uh, Facebook, Max Kevin. You can search there. You know, of course, we said before, if you search for Max Kevin, it will come up with the Christian singer Kevin Max. So uh, maybe, I don't know, search for the Little Cutie Podcast, I think, if you want to check it out. You know, it's only three minutes, you know. I try to make them Every not, day, though. Every day. I do them every day. Three minutes, just kind of t- talking about what's on my mind, you know, trying to... It's like why, little, why did you start doing that? Uh, I think I started it because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really perform as much as these guys over here because of, you know, some drama. But uh, I probably perform maybe once or twice a month, you know, and I kind of, I still, I want to get that stuff out. You know, I still got to, I still got to talk, you know. And so uh, that's why I started the podcast. So I still have that creative outlet. I like it, man. It's funny. Oh, like thank it's you. very thank stream you. of conscious. It it almost feels like a, a thought exercise. Yeah, it's like, it's like a meditation. You know, when I when I start it, you know, I always say, you know, hey, my name is Max Kevin's Little Kitty Podcast. Not too long, just Little Kitty, three minutes. And that's sort of like a uh, meditation technique to a put mantra my mind. Yeah, of yeah, sorts. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a mantra to put my mind to get in, you that right state in that mood where I just sort of say whatever it is that's going on up in there. You know, and there's not too much going up in there. You know, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, maybe if I do some uh, cocaine or something, you know, maybe I can get some uh, IDs flowing, you know. So, I yeah. know I usually drink coffee right before. Because you know, so. Kevin isn't Central Tokyo like the other. Yeah, I live in are. I live in Yokohama, you know. So it's what part of Yokohama? Uh, just like near Kikino Station, you know, okay. pretty central. That's not Yokohama. too far. Yeah. Uh, I work in Mitsukyo like, sometimes. Yeah, but like the open mic nights, so they have takes like three hour round trip for me. It's like, oh, oh shit. Enough. Anyway, I do that mo- multiple times a week, man. Where where can we find you for your comedy? And yeah, I'll be performing, performing this uh, Saturday, March tenth, at the uh, Smile Bar in Asakusa. If you guys want to come, okay. Out there. So yeah, that's going to come out right as we release this episode. So everybody should pay attention. Yeah, March tenth. You know, if he's not, on it, man. You heard him say this Saturday. This Saturday. Yeah, is that? Uh, yeah, you're right. This? You're right. Is this a weekday? Yeah. Now this will come oh, out uh, next Friday, the ninth. The ninth. So yeah, you're that's right. my third Big Lebowski uh, quote. This podcast I don't that know nobody cut. I, I think, no, I, I picked up the first two. That's I number think. three I actually. So two. if you go back and listen, I, got, I think I got the second one where yeah. it was like, uh, what is it, pederast? Yeah, I said yeah, yeah. pederast. Anyway, uh, yeah, check me out on uh, iTunes, Little Cutie Podcast. Do them every day. Some of them are funny, I think, you know? Yeah, mom, I, think, I think you're doing pretty good with that, man. My mom says they're kind of funny. Yo, I, I first saw Kevin do stand-up last year. Me and Marvell, another unofficial MLS member. Oh, he's official. When it saw somebody, somebody's thing they put together, they were like Dutch improvisers. And Kevin went up. That was my first time seeing them. He also did a set in Japanese, which was well-received. And also, it was my first time seeing Alex Seadog perform, who I had no hey. idea did comedy at all. Yeah. And he was super uh, not velvet sweatered out. He had on, <laughs> he had on like he looked like a, a a guy who just found out what Supreme was. He had like a <laughs> <laughs> like a biker hat. <laughs> he had like a snapback. <laughs> it's a, it a snapback Michael Jordan hat. Twenty three. I wore it last night because my hair's fucked up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just I just got that thing. 
I just hey. I came into some money and I thought it's time I wore a baseball cap. <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, yeah, that was good. It was a bit. It was a. It was a interesting night. Yeah, it was the first time that you saw me. And um, how long have you been performing to uh, stand up? And how long in Tokyo? Two years. It's it's kind of right now is roughly my two year anniversary of performing stand up in Tokyo. I did it once in England before I moved here in November 2015. One time, and uh, after a little bit of adjusting when I moved here, uh, which means drinking, and after that, I I found. Some people like I used to be a musician, and um, I decided that working with bands is just horrible because you have to rely on other people. So I started doing stand up. You can do it on your own. I'm so glad that Lady's about to change this track because the 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 original track is so somber and sad and shit. We, I feel like I should be saying like, something more poignant yeah, rather than just talking about fucking roaches out the cereal wide, box. Yeah. yeah, this is the saddest fucking song ever. I'm so depressed right now. But uh, but yes. Uh, please continue. I'm sorry for interrupting your. No, that's all right. It's fine. It was a good. It was a good. Uh, good jaunt. And yeah, so I've been doing it about two years here, and uh, you know the scene uh, when I joined. I've, as I understand, it's been up and down over the years. Uh, when I joined, it was very much down. I feel like there wasn't a lot of stuff going on, right? But no, it's easy. It's easy uh, for the benefit of the tapes. Not holding the mic. It's easy scoffing. Uh, but yeah, I can confirm there wasn't shit going on, you know, at that time. And, yeah. and I knew that before that there was a yeah. load of stuff. There wasn't a lot of shows at that time, and and it just happened that at that I time, it's a, it's a supportive scene. It's it's good. There's a lot of great people involved in it. Uh, when I came on board and I started doing it, I was horrible. I was not funny. I was embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> like. People were like, you need to just keep trying and, and, and you need to do it. And, and it was supportive and nurturing. And, and that was great. Well, you seem like a, just a, like I've been talking to you outside of the podcast recording. And you seem like a funny guy. You you weren't funny at all when you first started. No, no, no. Actually, you know what is interesting? Recently, I've realized that I I never I didn't do comedy until I was 30 years old. And, and I used to do music. And that was the way I got things out on stage. But what I realize now is like sometimes you have a mind that works in a way where you notice things and everything to you is funny and, and people some people just don't want to hear it some people are like why are you laughing at that thing you know that does that that's, that's not funny you can't laugh at that and like i could, just kind of couldn't help myself for a long time and i just felt on my own in that and then it was like i'm doing comedy now i can do it legitimately but you get on stage and, and it's different from talking to people you have to there's pressure on you there's an art form to getting people on your side who've never seen you before. They don't know who you are. They have no background. They have no trust in you. All you have is what you're giving them right at that moment. And, and when you do that, it's an art form that you need to treat those people in a certain way. You need to treat that audience in a way that's going to bring you uh, your humor to them in, in, in something palatable that they can understand. And, and so I started doing comedy and I've just been doing it a, a, a great deal in, in that time and, and I was very lucky the way things panned out is that I ended up running some shows uh, I now run two shows a week and, and I kind of help with a lot of the promotion for Stand Up Tokyo which is uh, like a collective of comedians who run different shows around town and uh, me and my 
non-sexual life partner, Hager, who's a woman. So if you've never heard the word Hager, she's a woman. I I just want to make that clear. Well, Hager is also like the big buff guy from Streets of Rage. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, she looks just like him. He had like the dress pants and the fucking suspenders on, right? That's an Easter egg for her if she listens to this and gets this far into the podcast. She'll be like, what the fuck? Why did you say I look like the guy from Streets of Rage? Oh, he's um, very handsome. He's an attractive man. She's a handsome woman. Uh, but no, so she's just come on board recently. And uh, no, it, it's how, great. how much I've of been... your success do you think is built around the idea that you're tall as shit? <laughs> me, do you, me, do you think if you're a shorter person, you would not be as successful? I don't know. Because you, you are a ginger type of person. Yeah, like, I'm ginger, which makes be... it hard. I mean, I'm disenfranchised some... at least in some way. Um, <laughs> this has got nothing to Yeah, that. this is one the, the, the wrong direction. used to be blonde, though. I don't know. He oh, just really? became ginger recently. Oh, so these are like strawberry highlights that you um, have going on? There's a lot of debate over my hair color, but no one really uh, gives a shit. Um, have, <laughs> what, what's an interesting point about that is how you are perceived and the way you look is very important in comedy. Yeah, well, a lot like, of comedians used to wear like all black, so it could be kind of timeless. Their, yeah. their, you their don't want people to recordings. Distra- you know, I, one of the worst experiences I've had in comedy was all due to a hat. <laughs> the same hat <laughs> that I'm talking about? The, the, the Supreme <laughs> hat? Anybody who knows me will know this. Like, I've already got some appreciation Tell us here. all about it, man, please. So um, about, I'm actually going to L.A. again very soon, but I went to L.A. in October of 2016. So I'd been doing comedy like six or eight months. And um, I was going to Chicago for my friend's wedding and um, I agreed to meet up with a friend in LA and hang out there. He wanted to go, I'd been before, I was like, let's do it. I thought I've got to do some comedy. I did one open mic in San Diego at the comedy store there. And then in LA itself, I was like, fuck it, it's Monday. I'm gonna go and do this thing called Kill Tony, which is essentially an open mic. Anyone can perform at it. You're pulled out of a hat, but it's, Filmed, podcasted, recorded, live streamed, and you've got a, a a panel of three or four professional comedian judges. One of whom is Tony Hinchcliffe, who's the host. Stressful. It's stressful, and it's in the belly room at the comedy store in LA, so um, it's it's a, a stressful place. But um, we're just gonna say goodbye to Max Kevin. He has yeah, to no, yeah. Make a Max Kevin move. has to take off. We've All actually right, been recording for like three hours, so you guys are gonna get like a whole another hour of podcast on a Wednesday, unlike what we usually do, and um, that's gonna have a lot of conversation about the weather reports and and more comedic conversations we've had. Max, Kevin, thank you for joining us, hey man. Guys, thanks I so want... much. Thanks for having me. Yo, Peace. y'all check out the Little Cutie Podcast and uh, Every Facebook. day. Every day. You Pod can find out everywhere day. that the podcasts are a cute little three played. minutes, guys. Yeah. Cute little three Yo, minutes. If you ever want to feature uh, the MLS Cuties on the Cute Little the little Cutie Podcast. I got three minutes for your ass. <laughs> I, I haven't had any guests yet, but maybe you guys can come, you know. I'll do three minutes, yeah. man. If you want to come down to Yokohama just for three minutes. You know? I'm in Yokohama twice a week, man. I'll, maybe I'll get All with right. you. Right, we'll maybe. figure it out. I only got one mic, though. That's yeah, all right. We can share it just like we did today. Thank you, Max. Kevin, uh, wonderful, I also wonderful. want to say to Kevin, there's no, no beef. Come you, and perform. Let's do your thing. Do your thing. Um, Be safe, man. And so, Alex, you actually sorry. have to get out of here soon, too. So I want to give you some soon. time I'll on the mic, I'll wrap the story man. up and then... And then sorry, I didn't mean to cut you we'll off. Oh, no, yeah. that's all right. That's fine. Um, so I'm at the comedy store Monday night, belly room. It's busy. They're doing this um, pulling out of a hat thing and you go up in front of a, a, a panel of judges. Um, first act goes on. She's an absolute insane person. Not a comedian. Just, uh, just completely crazy. And, uh, you know, the room's just... 
laughing at this this, this lady. And uh, so she comes off. It's the, it's the craziest experience ever. She's calling everyone a motherfucker, and it's it's going all off all over the place. And I'm like, oh, I wonder who's next after that. That must be a difficult spot to get into. Um, and then they're like, yeah, so this is Alex. And it, I, like every everything had gone wrong, right? Like. I even put myself, because I don't like my name, Alex Camp, I don't really like my name, and, and I've kind of had a hard time dealing with it, that's why I had the stage name Sea Dog. I went with Alex Edwards. <laughs> yeah, that must have been really hard for you, mate, being called Alex Camp. Yeah, Aziz Vore is much better. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't... Get the fuck like, out of here, Elizabeth Hickey, I trump both of you. <laughs> Your last name is Hickey? Damn, Skippy. That doesn't sound Jewish at all. Is it Hickey Stein? What, did you change it? <laughs> I'm not that rich. Yeah. Oh, man. That's an interesting last name. I've not. Yeah, Sea Dog is better than Hickey. Sea Dog isn't my name. Sea Dog's better than everything. Put that on a card, though. I I, I know they they brought me up and and I did three minutes. You're supposed to do one minute of comedy. And I like squeezed a three minute set into one minute because I didn't have any decent enough jokes to do in one minute. And it was just abysmal. And everyone's in the crowd thinking, like, why is this guy British for a start? Like, let's just talk about that. And they didn't, they didn't even have time to get used to that. And, um, you know, the whole time I've been up there on stage. And that day, I've been to H&M in L.A. And bought myself, like, a fedora hat. <laughs> I've never worn mic, a fedora please. Laugh hat into before. the mic, yeah. Laugh into the I've mic. I've never let's, worn a let's, fedora let's before. Let's share his pain. <laughs> I just decided on a whim that I should wear this hat. I, again, I think that's usually again, how it happens for most white guys. They've never so, had I a know, fedora, I, I, and they're I, just like, let's try it out. You log I, on to Reddit, and you're like... <laughs> I've, heard this, I've heard this story so many times. I knew what was coming, and I still cringed so hard when I heard it. I was like, oh, no. Uh, like, I did just, it have I, a feather in it? No, my... It, it actually did have a small feather in it, yeah. You know, because you were in the oh, fitting so room, sad. like, trying it on. a small like, feather in there. Why you didn't went to the I fitting know room I looked to try so it? good in these? It wasn't that. It was like, uh, my hair is fucked up and I want to put a hat on it. Like, <laughs> that's, why I wore the, that's why I wore the snapback as well. I shouldn't wear hats. It's, it's, it's a key thing. Um, times, man. So I wore this hat, and no one told no one had told me at that point that comedians don't wear hats. I'd never watched every comedian I'd ever seen never <laughs> wore a hat in the entire history of comedy because hats are no-no. You have to be a very confident, overweight black man to pull off a hat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cedric the Entertainer, basically, yeah. is what you're saying. Patrice could pull off the damn yeah. hat. Patrice and, and Cedric <laughs> could pull it are off. the only it's ones who could wear a hat. I don't know, JB oh. Smooth actually you could rock a hat, I think. Uh, Chris, also, Chris yeah. Tucker has rocked a hat before. Yeah, but, but that's Chris Tucker. <laughs> he ain't going to rush hour three. He and, rocked it, but like in the fifth element. balding is another prerequisite for wearing a hat, <laughs> I suppose. Also, fedoras <laughs> are kind of fine. like... What are you talking rapists, about? You know? Yeah. Fedoras you're, are fucking like, not just like two people not like, good hats. It's yeah. either a rapist or like you're in a ska band, and everybody I've in the ska band has a fedora on. All five of you have a fucking fedora on Oh, man. <laughs> wow, man. Uh, Tough times. Uh, Sorry, Megan, yeah. you were the only one to miss that one. Um, I definitely did miss that one. <laughs> I hope it was about rape. No, yeah, I it don't. was. Uh, yeah, partly. Did he say um, the N word finally? <laughs> <laughs> 
snuck it in. Wait, how, how was how was the hat received? The hat was received poorly, to say the <laughs> least. I think I think I think the, the key point is is the hat was the only thing that was received. Yeah, there was like <laughs> there was nothing else about me that even how engendered big was this fedora? any. Was it like a sombrero? Like it was it was large enough to cause problems for me. Like you know, I also it, think it, it was it was heavier than it felt at the store. If you know what I mean, like the, the weight of it is is still kind of on my head right now <laughs> you know i'm still feeling it i feel still like you're crushing my brain your biggest mis second biggest mistake was admitting it was from h&m <laughs> i feel like yeah. if you had been like it's my grandfather's he's got alzheimer's it's it's you know yeah. i do it to make him happy i love i love the fact that i was all the way in la and i still went to h&m to get my fucking hat like what, what the fuck the, was worst, I thinking? the thing about a fedora is that when you put a fedora on you never truly take it off it's <laughs> <laughs> you can't go back from well, that. That's suffering, it. Suffering like the crippling weight of it still to this yeah, day. Exactly. Obviously, I am. Yeah. So you know that was just an abysmal bombing, and and they ripped me to shreds for everything, for my accent, for that hat, for the fact that, and and like I just don't think any of my jokes, air quotes, are there um, even registered. It, it was horrific, but um, it was also the best gig of my entire life because it was it, it was most like exposure most yeah because we have a very prestige. we have a very supportive and very wonderful right. scene here where everyone's really nice to each other no one ever gives anyone I'm not real, I hate really everyone but that's coming I like yeah, that but you're, you, you smile you, you smile at I like them her when the most out of all so it's alright that's true I, you know we it, it, it's a it's a little bubble that we have. It's very safe, and and when you go outside of it, you challenge yourself. And it was it was it made me. I thought about it for days afterwards. Was all I could think about was this that performance. Fedora, just the fedora, the the just the whole idea that I would go up to this thing that was so horrendously risky for someone who had been doing comedy for six months and was not naturally talented exactly. That you would just put yourself out there. And, hey, and I think that's really great that you did that. That's never Fedora happened to all. me in any other any other area of my life that I've put myself out there that much and and been so like affected by it. But that's what comedy is, and and sure, man. the more you do it, the more you realize that's how you get better. You know? Well, before you leave, can you speak a bit more on the scene and your part in it? Because you are one of the major players out here. Yeah, like if, I said, if somebody earlier, asked me. totally by accident, I got. I was just happened to be there and working hard, and uh, and I, I found I was kind of good at emceeing and hosting, and and I got given this Wednesday night at Good Heavens, so that's our main show, Good Heavens Comedy Club, uh, at Good Heavens in Shimoki Tozawa every Wednesday, eight o'clock, well eight thirty showtime. But um, yeah, I was really that dropped in my lap, and it's it's a great place because we've got a lovely room, like physically, it's a great room. We have visitors coming through from all over the world all the time and, and very funny people. Comedians. Comedians, like yeah. Headliners. Com comedians, headliners, support people, people from different... Sometimes you get people who are open micers in their town and they come to Tokyo and then they're like, I've noticed this and you, nobody's ever noticed it before. Some guy was like, why are you giving... Like, where I come from in New York, there's a lot of homeless people and I should I should credit him for this joke, shouldn't I really? No, rather than saying it, so I won't say it. But like, people just meant notice things about the city that you don't even realize when you've been living here for years. And um, But yeah, there's had some amazing headliners. And you know, we've put on um, like Steve Hofstetter and, um, and oh, wow. Tom Rhodes and um, 
recently, uh, well, originally Hannibal Buress, nothing to do with me. That was, but that was the one that started it. I all. love Hannibal, man. Was, uh, that I remember was, that night. That was a big deal, man. That was on Facebook for a long time. It was all very sudden. People, I mean, Aziz yeah, was, was way like, more involved in it than I was, and he should probably pick up the mantle when I leave to talk about that show because that's the kind of genesis of it. But I'll finish my part as I've got to leave. But like, you know, I enjoy. It's difficult to, to do the promotion and the comedy because I'd rather just be doing the jokes. I, 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 running I shows is a pain man. in the ass and the politics is difficult. But um, I love the fact that we have a great scene here and, and it's growing and there's more shows all the time. Like we've, in, this, in March, we've got crazy, like 20, 25 shows. It, it's, the whole month is taken up. We've got Doug Stanhope's coming. Russell Peters is here on Wednesday. Um, wow. All kinds of other visitors, JC Cockley from uh, and Lindsay Ames from the states. We've got a bunch of people coming, and and, and I, I recommend anyone should go to the shows in in Rapongi and Shimokitazawa, Shibuya. We have a show um, out here near near Ikebukuro in Otsuka at Tyson's Craft Beer. I have a open mic every Monday. Oh wow! And we have headliners come in. I might do the podcast there. I do a podcast, stand up Tokyo sit down. We've started to do with some of the guys. Uh, we're going to do the first episode there, first proper one. I want to be on that podcast. You should come in. You should roll through. Absolutely, you're always welcome. It's a live podcast, so I'm still trying to get the technology right. But like, we have this open mic every Monday at a great place with delicious craft beer. Late's been in and done some sets before, and it's a, it's a lovely room. People are very receptive. You can do whatever you want. You can try it. Elizabeth's always there. Aziz comes when he can. Uh, I MC it every week, and, and it's great to see people coming up and trying cool, and man. failing and leaving and never doing it again that really makes me happy <laughs> i want to see those people leave no more comedians now i want more of a chance to do my shit don't come in and take the fucking space away from me okay don't take my bandwidth i like that no more podcasts in tokyo either especially if you're talking about hip-hop stop Straight it up. now yeah we won't talk about hip-hop on our show i promise you never do that and i won't talk about hip-hop we'll on find your show you. ever again because we'll i'm not good sabotage your equipment yeah but okay. you know it was it's been it's been great having you on the podcast i hope to have more conversations with you in the future we're Absolutely. building a lot outside of the podcast having conversations but uh thank you thank you so much for joining with us tonight alex it's been a real pleasure thanks mega we're gonna thanks, keep it we're gonna uh, keep it moving though we're gonna keep going a little bit more we're gonna talk to aziz thank you Elizabeth alex dog uh that's every monday at eight at titans in otsuka every wednesday at good heavens in shimokitazawa they usually also do a show every saturday is that right uh, most, most Saturdays, yeah, in Rapongi or in Rapongi. Okay. Yeah. There's a Wendy's in Rapongi, so make sure you get that Baconator. And uh, also Sundays in Asakusa, Kevin, Max Kevin is up there sometimes doing an open mic up there. All right. Wonderful. Thank you, man. Yeah, we, we definitely want to give, because, because Alex and, and Max Kevin were going to take off um, earlier than... Then Liz and, and Aziz, we want to give them the opportunity to talk. But now we're going to go ahead and go into like an interview segment of the podcast and just talk to you guys a little bit about the scene here in Tokyo and just kind of bullshit through the whole rest of the podcast for maybe another 30 minutes or so. Cool. Sounds How about good. that? Yeah. First, that let's let's um let's start let's start with the genesis of this entire thing. Like when did both of you move to Tokyo? September fourth, two thousand sixteen. Oh, wow, she has a real figure. And how I didn't you know you were that new. I know. Yeah, she is and I already new. hate her. That's how bitter I am. Oh, wow. <laughs> tough times. Tough Just times. kidding. Just I mean, kidding. you'll go through that. 
You'll get, you'll get through it. I'm surprised it took you that long to hear, man. Fuck. <laughs> it's um, getting I still better. love this place, man. I don't know. Like, no, nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. Um, me, uh, I'm a bit, bit older school than that. I moved here. I arrived here on the 30th of January 2012. Woo. So it's been that just over six years. That is the exact amount of time that I've been here. I've been yeah. here since January 31st, 2012. Holy sh... Not Tokyo, but oh, Japan. Shit. I was in Okinawa. Wow. Yeah. I love that you Absolutely. were just like, that's almost like... Like uh, you should be more excited almost about the, fact it was the exact date, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I like to keep the facts like yeah, really yeah, factual, right, like you know, yeah. almost like a couple hours, seconds, yeah, yeah, mean fuck, a lot. Yeah. But yeah. right on. And how long have you guys been uh, participating in the Tokyo com- uh, comedy scene? It's been about seven months. Oh, so did you do comedy before this? No. Oh wow! So this is kind of like a new venture for you, and and how's that? Are you enjoying? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, a, it's I I will say like as an outsider, because I've been to a few of the open mics where I get to see people who aren't like always listed like Aziz and uh I'm not gonna mention anybody else. Fuck those other guys. <laughs> but uh. There aren't a lot of females going up mm. regularly, like Liz mm-hmm. and Hater and Hater. Oh, what did I fuck Hager. up? Hager. Hater. Oh, she's gonna hate that. Yeah. <laughs> she's not gonna like that at all. She's gonna hate that. <laughs> and uh, it's key, mm-hmm. and maybe a couple others who I don't really know that well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the. That's what she said. That's what Hell she yeah. said, yeah. All yeah. female comedy night they yeah. do once a month. Yeah. But I haven't been, so I'm not too familiar <laughs> with all of the female comedy Well, I will say that I have been many times and it's a fucking No, I'm not talking show. about its quality. I'm just saying I don't know who's going up. Do you do that show? I do. It's. I mean, it's kind of a, a rotation. You get a lot of, like, not first timers, but, you know. It's a good stepping stone for a lot of female comedians that feel uh, that intimidated. That was not a great selling of the, the <laughs> event. <laughs> no, that's I'm trying cool. to make myself look good here. Yeah, okay? that's all we really it. care about as yeah. well. So. But no, uh, Elizabeth's hilarious. Like I remember oh, the first time I saw her. I've been talking to her all her. night. I think she's funnier than all of the other guys who were here. No offense. I mean, I didn't want to say that, here. but it, it might yeah, be true. I, I was having a good time talking to her a lot. No, but like also, her... her like I don't want to talk about you while you're here, and I do don't want to talk about do your routine because it it's like, oh, well, you know, I was Bill Burr say, is so angry. And, uh. I'm glad that you're here and you've seen us because otherwise it's just yeah. four people talking about how fucking funny they are. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> no, good. We without, without anyone, actually, I'm hilarious. glad you come and seen us, right? Like, so, like, I want to hear your opinion. No, I can vouch for everybody here and Aziz. They're very funny. Yeah, well, late booked you guys. Late was like, yo, I want to get these comedians on. Mm. I was like. Comedians. All right. I mean, that sounds fun. But then he was like, yeah, it'll be a good look. And, and I think it was. I, I've been enjoying hanging out with you guys. Talking yeah, me a little too. About it. Thank you. Let's talk about a little bit about comedy, man. Like, what is... um? And, and I guess you have not performed comedy in anywhere else other than Tokyo then. I did it the day before I left for Japan in oh, wow. Portland, wow. Oregon. Portland. <laughs> did, did, you bomb, did you bomb so bad you were like, fuck, I'm going to I'm Japan. Out. Well, I went, no, I nailed it. I talked about going oh, wow, to those strip nice. clubs. So. Oh, okay. Guys like, that's hilarious. I was like, see you never. Thanks how, for about, the stage how about time. you, Aziz? Uh, performing comedy outside of Tokyo? Uh, yeah. Yeah, quite a bit. I've been, so like, this is always the awkward part where like, I hate to say how long I've been doing comedy for because... How long have you been doing comedy yeah, for? Yeah, Aziz. How old oh, no, wait, are you? Oh, I, I hate to I, 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 thought, I thought I asked both of them, but I'm a little drunk right now, so I've missed Somebody that Somebody went up the other night at Good Heavens, right? Mm-hmm. 
And he was talking about, oh man, it's so cold out now. It's been so cold. It's been so cold. And, I, and then there was a pause. And somebody from the audience yelled, how cold is it? And I felt like nobody else laughed except for me. That was like the <laughs> funniest thing. Because it was, I don't know if they had planned it, but it was just so out of the ordinary for good heavens kind of style. I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> but yeah, uh, how long have you been doing comedy, Izzy? <laughs> Was that related to what we were talking about? Any not at all. <laughs> I was, I was kind of nah, that's what you just did, though, right? You just did the how how cold is it? Anyway, sorry. Um, no, me. I um, I mean it's not ages. It's just like the reason I, I said that is because like if you know how long it's been and you saw me perform, you wouldn't think you'd be like, wow, it seems like it's way less than that. No, I first I did I first uh, I guess I did my first ever set when I was like in like 2010. So, yeah, it's been about eight years now since the first time I, I ever did comedy. So I started in the cool, UK for like when I was at university. Um, just a little bit, you know, like I did it like, you know, I, you know, I was kind of interested and I kind of, I did a few sets here and there. I probably like in like two years, I probably did like, I don't know, single digit. I went up single digit times, right? Uh, and then I came obviously to Japan in 2012 and I... I, when I came here, I just Googled Tokyo comedy just because like, just because I liked comedy. I just wanted to watch it. You know, I, I just wanted to go see it. Um, and I went to a few shows and um, I started speaking to the guys and I just kind of got like heavily involved in it. I've been doing it like, you know, most weeks since then for the past Word. five years. Aziz is hilarious for all joking aside. He's I, I, I really funny. would like to I have to go check you guys out because yeah. I met I met Max Kevin like a year ago and he was telling me, come out, check it out. But uh, usually the place where he was performing was like on Friday nights and I worked mm. late Friday night. and I, have to, mm. I used to have to work up uh, work Saturday morning. So I was like, nah, there's no fucking way I'm yeah. going to go set go all the way out of my way to watch some comedy mm-hmm. um especially you know like open mic style just <laughs> random guys because i've been to yeah. plenty of comedy shows and I, as i told you guys earlier i've performed comedy myself and because i performed it i know how boring and bad it can be <laughs> yeah. so i just was like no nah, i'm just not gonna do it about. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah so what, what are what are some major differences that you guys uh notice about the tokyo comedy scene i know earlier you mentioned that people here are nice i know in a lot of other places much more more cutthroat and people are willing to be like you fucking suck get off the stage like why are you even doing comedy is tokyo just very friendly um yeah yeah i i i, I do think that is the case actually it's funny i am um, for someone like i i def i'd started comedy outside japan but i didn't do tons of it like i i, I kind of did my i wouldn't say i did my toe in let's say my whole foot went in you know like i, I did a fair a fair amount but like I didn't really like properly get into it or properly get serious about it until I came out here, and um, it took last year. Last year I had left the country for about four months. I went over to the US and did comedy out there, and that was when I really it clicked for me that I was like, wow, we have something special here. Uh, it's uh, it's um, you know the the friendliness is is more. It does more good than bad. Like we get so much opportunities to perform in front of great audiences like for someone like like I'm not I, I, I don't even want to say this in a negative just way say to you it, at just all say it. but like I just said before that like that's what she said this is the old female show here it's a great show has great audiences and you know you get great stage time there I will say to you I don't care who you are if you're the funniest person in the world the least funny person in the world a guy a girl you know trans whatever you no way would get that audience and that stage time after eight months in 
in 90% of places in the world. No, no, it's a safe room. It's yeah. nice, yeah. And it, and it, it's, it, it, it's great. It's so good we get the opportunity to like come up and like actually do jokes in front of real audiences. Um, and only when you go out to like the cutthroat world of like 2018, like US or UK or Australia or any of these like big comedy countries, and you realize that you can't just waltz into a country and just do a 10 minute set in front of a great audience. Yeah. That just, that, that's an opportunity that just isn't afforded to you, which we get here. Um, and it's fucking great. And I'm so fucking grateful for it. Well, why do you think that that is? Is it because like, um, we're in Japan and they have like a whole comedy scene that's different from the aesthetics of English speaking countries yes. and that there's just not any real concern about the gaijin comedy scene out here for anybody other than English speakers? I mean, uh, I, I don't know anything about the scene. Are there like Japanese people in the crowd or yes. there's Japanese performers? There are, yeah, like, there, uh, really? Yeah. Both. There are Japanese people in the crowd. There are Japanese performers. They are in the minority yeah. because like these are English language shows advertised right. as English language shows advertised with colloquialisms and nuances yeah, that are not yeah you have to be fluent to perform yeah, basically right. yeah. yeah I mean yeah I mean you say colloquialisms or, or whatever like that's up to the discretion of the performers but like you're not going to get on the better shows and get on the headlining spots unless you are you, you really understand the audience and yeah. like that is something as well like um, that's another thing that's great about the scene here is it really allows you to adapt like when I started in uh I, I went to the University of Manchester in the UK and I started doing comedy at university and I was 19 and I thought I was fucking great because I was going out there doing jokes about the rival university. Every single punchline was like, but fuck, Manchester Mo Metropolitan is shit. And everyone was like, and I was the like, soccer team yeah, sucks. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I, was like, I was like, and I was like, fucking, I'm so fucking funny. But then you realize that you're just kind of like really hardcore playing to an audience. Right. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly when you're here and you're in an audience and this guy's French and this guy's Japanese and this guy's German, German this guy's Austra like Pretty these Canadian. three guys are American, Canadian, you realize um, that you can't do that. It kind of forces you into this place that a lot of people don't get. And we've seen that. We've seen that when people from like New York come over and they're probably fucking great and they're hilarious and they do their jokes in New York and they fucking kill and they come on stage in Good Heavens in Tokyo and they go, so I was on 52nd Street last night and everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right, 52nd um, Dory, what, what are you talking yeah, about? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, Bodega. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a flip side to that as well where, you know, you can do your jokes about Family Mart and everyone fucking laughs. Um, but I think it, at the very least it, it kind of highlights it highlights that kind of internationalism that it's people a, don't it's get. It's a very usually. distinct scene out here. That's so it's just unique. like Japan. It's so separate from anywhere else that you can perform. So out. unique. Yeah. What about what do you guys think about Japanese comedy? Are you guys fluent in Japanese? Can you understand like this tandem no. comedy approach that they do? No. no. Um, no. I um no. I'm, I'm I wouldn't say to I'm me like Japanese. I I watch it and I'm just like this is they should have watched Richard Pryor. They should have done some shit other than putting on blackface or acting like an absolute idiot well you know like the buffoonery of never like gets they, old yeah i i, I kind of really i can have, i can appreciate how like a classic. lot of their shit is not blackface. pc like they love to put like fat people on a trampoline and talk about fat people and that that can be funny for whatever you know degree that you enjoy it but like their regular like stand-up comedy from them is such a different vibe and aesthetic from yeah. any english-speaking country Japan hasn't. So here, here's here's what I always say about this. Japan's not Japan funny. Japan is like it's. 
maybe. I'm, I'm just, I'm just giving a hot take. I'm just giving a hot take. I'm just talking. I agree with you. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. But yeah, basically, Japan is. In terms of comedy, it's it's 50 years behind yeah. the Western world. I don't necessarily mean that as a negative. I'm just saying it as a fact. Like it, it, they haven't had their 80s comedy alternative boom. comedy renaissance yet. They haven't had because like, th- lest we forget, comedy was like that everywhere. It was slapstick. It was yeah. 60s, 70s sitcoms, right. pies shows. in the face, variety shows. Yeah. Right. It was basically we look back at like America, UK in the in the 70s, 80s. It's it's Japan now. You know, mm-hmm. yes. when people think of comedians in Japan. They think of the pie. Literally, I'm not even yeah. being ridiculous. I'm literally talking about a pie in the face comedy on TV yeah. Yeah. and then suddenly you get people like in suits smoking cigarettes on stage with a mic talking about like the government and stuff and that was like holy shit we had this like stand up comedy uh, kind of alternative boom right? and that changed the face of it and Japan just hasn't had that yet will they have it I don't know but like they're just behind yeah. us in that respect well um, they haven't had they haven't had a lot of social movements that push yeah, the boundaries totally. of other western cultures either and so it's hard to expect that from them when just in, like it's hard to expect them to be funny about it when they haven't even reached that point socially. I will say the Japanese comedians on the scene that I know, like are Itsuki Naka. Yeah. And, Holy um, shit. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, the Japanese Jeez. comedians yeah, 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 are so yeah, yeah. dark. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they just exploit all the negative things about Japan yeah. in such a beautiful way. Yeah. Bushida, they're oh, fucking yeah, they're hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So the suicide, w- the sexism, <laughs> like it's just like it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, so like there was a. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go for it. Uh, there was a younger comedian that died recently. Yeah. yeah. And I only saw one of his. Uh, sets. Yeah. But he was really funny, but man, it was dark. Dark in a funny way. Yeah. yeah. But it was like, oh man. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. I mean, just for anyone else listening. But uh, RIP R- R- to him. Now, 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 now Goto. Goto. Like, now, I was going to say, I don't know listening. Now, Goto was a, like a young Japanese guy who performed with us a lot. Uh, he, yeah, he, he passed away recently, which is really sad, but he was fucking oh, funny. And he was a great uh, example of like, so what I was going to say before is like when I said Japanese comedy hasn't reached there yet, I mean on a, in general. But like okay. there's definitely there's outliers. Comedians. There's yeah, outliers. Like, but totally. And like we have like in, in our scene perform with us in English, by the way, which yeah. is like no one even mentions that mm. in English. They're performing in a second language and they're doing like some really kind of like hard hitting stuff. <laughs> now is a great example of that. You said Iski it's is a great key. example of that. Sure like Meshida and, and who else? I have to see lots of people. Like, and like every time I see these guys and they make me laugh, like I have to like double my laughter in my mind because I'm like holy shit they're like doing these fucking hilarious things in a second language I couldn't even imagine doing that yeah seriously so so yeah there's some great Japanese comedians for sure I would like to now once told me a joke on the train that I've never repeated but I've it must be immortalized somewhere this is not the perfect time to do it exclusive I'm Jewish right and I just like exploit that (laughs) Jews are funny (laughs) Um, be on my side and we were on the train and he's like, he's telling me, he's like, I love Larry David. I love Jewish humor. It's so fun. I, had, I dated a Jewish girl. Uh, and he's like, I wanted to make a joke about how we share a racial slur. We're both Japs. Nah. And I was like, see, I can't say it, but sorry. Anyway, I was like, no, that's a hilarious joke because a, a, a kind of nasty Jewish women are called Jewish American princesses. Right. Like New York, very <laughs> upper crust, yeah, right. snobby chick. So that's a Jap. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Now said it, I would never say that on stage. I just think <laughs> yeah. it needs to be known. That was Now's humor. Well, that's, I thought it was yeah, that, funny. And that's a great example of something that they like, say. So like, now, that's Now's joke. Yeah. Could you ever imagine in a million years hearing that on, from Alex? Like, um, no, no, I don't mean Alex. I mean like on Japanese TV. Like, oh, oh yeah, my Jesus, God. Like, yeah. yeah like, Jesus, like that would never. 
but that's how they are. The ones that perform, that's like they're le- they are they are yeah, dark and, that's, and they're uh, funny. And that's it, it's interesting to, to hear that like it, it, that's what makes it so clear that that kind of humor doesn't exist uh, very much in Japanese comedy because the Japanese people that want to do that kind of comedy they have to like resort to another language. They have to literally like use another language and find another whole country's or, or a whole like uh, culture's comedy scene to express themselves like that. Sure. Because if they went onto a comedy show or like a, or, or a Japanese open mic, if they even exist, you know, on stage and did those kind of jokes in Japanese, they just wouldn't translate. They just wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, and that, again, well, I'm not I'm not shitting on Japanese comedy. I'm just saying I'm just highlighting the differences in comedy that exist. You know? Well, I think I mean, it's a difference in culture, being willing to be self-deprecating, right? Mm-hmm. And like America, we are, we have to be able to laugh at ourselves because things are horrendous <laughs> and we're ridiculous. Yes. So I don't know if the Japanese are there yet yeah. as a country. Who knows? It's not. A cultural thing. You're yeah, not even supposed to acknowledge it, really. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think it's like a very, you know, one one of the main big differences I think in like Japanese culture and Western culture is like that idea of like standing out. Um, whereas, like, you know, as a kid in UK, America, whatever, you're told that like you know being unique and interesting is like a good thing, and like uh, whether that's right or wrong in the UK, that's uh, uh, sorry in Japan, that's um, you know, it's, you're told that being Standing out is, is is a bit more of a bad thing. You know? The nail like, that sticks out gets hammered. That's in. that's the uh, that's yeah the, that's the classic the thing, problem. right? Yeah. And and uh, and, and the, the the idea, one of the key things behind like that classic idea of stand-up comedy, what we think about, is that being different. You know, whether it's observational or, or slapstick or, or or anything, it's like you are standing in front of a crowd, being like, I am seeing things differently to to you, or or I am at the very least. Uh, doing something that you wouldn't do, um, and uh, that's just not as accepted or as um, or as uh, wa- wanted in, in Japanese culture. I think you know. In terms in terms of the general climate for comedy around the world, it seems so that it's difficult for comedians to get off a lot of their jokes because there's kind of like a PC police type of thing. Now, obviously, I, I don't hold comedians to the same standard as I do politicians. When you're out here telling jokes, how often do you pull punches about things that might be a little bit uh, be, be sensitive subjects for other people that may trigger other people? Do you guys do a lot of race jokes and and jokes that are kind of like I never pull risque? Mm-hmm. No, no. You just do whatever you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, because you have to be thoughtful about it, right? You have to be a, be a bigger point to your... You can't just be offensive for offensive sake because it's not also super funny. I mean, you'll people will laugh, but you're not going to get away with it for a long time. But um, I don't know. I think being offended is stupid. I think people people need to be less sensitive and nicer. And I think that combination would solve a lot of problems. I will say a lot of the women, they push it. Like they Here? push, yeah. Like they push it a lot. Elizabeth pushes it. Itsuki really fucking pushes it. <laughs> there was another Japanese I like that. woman, Kauri, maybe. maybe. Kauri, no. yeah. Her and Itsuki are like, yeah. What, what about else, you, Aziz? Right? Like, what are your thoughts on, like, um, interesting just being a question. Um, cisgender male <laughs> piece of shit. Tell us your perspective. Yeah. Let's hear it for the first time. You have been dying for my perspective on this. I have an interesting perspective on this, uh, or at least I think I do. Um, I um, I'm I'm definitely in the camp of um, uh, nothing is off limits. Like the the idea that um, uh, 
I think things can be offensive. I think there's things you shouldn't say. And I think uh, there's definitely people that go on stage and like say horrible things and come off and be like, use that as an excuse and be I, like, wait, I can say whatever the I, fuck I, I want. Think, I think people can be as offensive as they want, but uh, sometimes you are met with consequences. Like yes. yeah. straight up and down. Definitely. Like if I go outside and I start being really reckless and wild yeah. with my opinions, I should expect to get punched in the face. So if somebody's being really reckless, sometimes I might have to punch somebody in the face. Or, so, or talking about comedy it's got to be funny yeah i had a um true, I, true. I had an interesting experience true. i was in um uh the u.s and canada doing shows last year and i um was sending out a million emails uh to a lot of people just trying to get on any show possible i was in toronto and i was just going going there for a week and i sent out uh emails to people i said anyone know anyone in toronto people gave me names and i sent out emails like hey i'm in town here's a tape can i perform your show and i got replies like yep you can do my show great um, and I was invited to a Facebook event. And uh, on the Facebook event, uh, the the show was advertised as... Sorry, the show was advertised um, as a... I, I, I don't want to misquote, misquote what they said, but it, it, something on the lines of like, um, it's a kind of safe space show. Like, there's like no rape jokes, no blah, blah, blah. blah. I wasn't like told about any of this. And I was like, ah, oh. so, okay. There goes my set. (laughs) (laughs) So no, my first thought was like, well, I don't have anything like that, so I'm fine. But the idea, your very presence, is just just well, just the idea, just the idea that they'd even (laughs) the the idea that they mentioned that I was like, you know, I'm gonna give this a little bit of thought, and I kind of that was the only time in my life I was ever ever worried about that. Um, and I, I, I did look at the jokes I was planning on doing, and I could go, did go through stuff. And, I'll, and actually, I don't think I've ever said this. I'll say this now. It doesn't matter. Um, maybe Elizabeth knows. I've got a joke about um, uh, my sister uh, getting drunk. Getting drunk. So yeah, so yeah, she knows this joke, right? I, I'll say it right now. I don't want to ruin for anyone to come see future shows. I've been doing this for years, so maybe I should drop it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I've got a joke about uh, the joke. Essentially, is uh, I've got a twin sister, which is true, and the joke is. Uh, uh, people ask us, ask me if we have any strange connection. Like, can I feel pain when she feels pain? And uh, yes, I did feel pain when she felt it once. My fist was killing me for months after I punched her. <laughs> essentially, essentially, the joke, right? And uh, you know, it, it, the joke isn't. You know, I've done that joke for a couple of years now. Um, but when I was doing this show and I read that. And I was like, you know, I was in Toronto, you know, with this the, is a joke know, it, about me beating the shit li- out of my sister. I mean, sister. literally, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just a joke about punching my sister in the face, right? Uh, I do mention the word face on stage. <laughs> I think it's funny. Anyway, uh, that was the first time ever in my life I really analyzed it. And I was like, shit. And I, I, not only did I think I'm not going to do this tonight, it made me rethink the whole joke and said, do I need that? Do I need to say that? Do I need that? It, uh, sure, it's a joke that's funny, but like, is it something I can truly stand behind and. Uh, and uh, I actually rewrote because I, I like the first part of the joke that leads on to that. So I thought of a new ending that I've been doing recently that's different. Um, she and, punched uh, you in the face. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm all for equality, man. No one punches anyone. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that, that 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 that's uh, my that's my story about. Um, uh, I guess trying to uh, navigate that type the, of yeah, landscape. trying to navigate the, the edge because like uh, you know, ask me two years ago, I'd be like, I'd be like, nah, man, there's no edge. Yeah. But that's my true experience with like you know, face with actually. I'm sure a lot of people, it's very easy for people to say, they're like, oh, I'm I'm a funny person and I would never say that. But when you're faced with actually trying to make it a career and you're out there doing shows and making contacts and you're on a show like this, it's much easy, it's not as hard, easy to say, like, I'm, I'm going to do this joke no matter what, you know? I, th- I um, think, I think you know, um, with the climate, 
it, there there's like positives and negatives of it because there's it also it also stops people who intentionally try to be edgy for these type of jokes it it kind of calls the herd yeah. and says like yeah. come on you're just being yeah. really trying really hard to be really yeah. edgy about yeah. these jokes and it also makes people who are are funny try to say all right like how do i approach this from a different way and and sometimes when you're confined by the equipment that you have to use and and in this and, and in this case like the the atmosphere of of the comedic climate and, and people who are coming to the shows sometimes it makes your jokes better or different it Definitely. makes you approach it from a different perspective absolutely. so it can be a, a positive and negative thing i agree um in both ways but yeah. you know i definitely i have to admit that even though i grew up on edgy comedy a lot of things to me nowadays strike me as being very hacky like that's mm-hmm. a, just a really hacky joke like i don't like, like what I, i'm just well, curious well, well like thing, things that are hacky um for for example um Fart jokes are hacky jokes. If you make fucking fart jokes all the time, they're hacky. Sometimes they're really interesting, but a lot of times they're are hacky. Are they? I don't think they're ever really interesting. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> like, I, I'm sure that there is some comedic genius out there who has a fart joke that is making fun of the idea of a hacky fart joke, a fart joke, and, and it can come across as well. But I do think that a lot of things are hacky. There's a lot of easy to pick fruit yeah. on things like this whole, like, if you go up on stage and you start talking about snowflakes and how people are sensitive it's very easy for that to be hacky with the tr- the climate now it's very easy for you everybody can attack donald trump mm. it's very yeah. easy to have these type of jokes and a lot of times they're going to be to me very hacky jokes like uh it's very low-lying fruit you can and, see and the punchline coming yeah, yeah. And yeah. so uh, so you know. I, I, one thing i think about that is um uh, I agree with the, the level of hackiness I, I i really don't think that that is based on the the uh, topic of the joke though like I believe that you can make a really smart funny about joke about farts or, I, you know, I, like I love a lot of Donald Trump jokes on like uh, I don't watch the Daily Show too much anymore but John Oliver's show yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah brilliant. I mean I, brilliant. I, I think I think I think the like there's a higher proportion of hacky jokes about Donald Trump or about farts of course but I think your people kind of miss the point they can easily think like, oh, every joke about Donald Trump is hacky. That's not true. I think I think it's the con, it's the it's, it's the it's the way you come at it. Well, and someone has the best joke in every subject, exactly right? right? And then every exactly all these right. shittier jokes are hacky. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What, what uh, was that therefore. chick? Uh, the 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 redheaded chick that had like the the cut off head of Donald Trump and Kathy, Kathy Griffin, Griffin. Griffin, who yeah. I grew up watching and loved. It, that was Didn't not a great joke. Yeah, that was not a great Come on, joke. That's hilarious. That was not a great joke, and it kind of ruined her career. To well, a you know what it is. I was talking about this with uh, Anna, who's or Dita von Kinkelstein, who that's the chick that runs. That's what she said. She said. She should. She should. That's what she should. She should. She should. No, but we were saying like Kathy Griffin. I think the big mistake she made was apologizing. I feel like if yes. she had yeah. fucking stood her yeah. ground, she would have. Because there are people that thought it was funny. I don't think it's that funny. I didn't either. But but if the the fact that she it made me she not have any dignity. sympathy for her. Yeah, but it's like the fact that she then asked for your sympathy. I think made it twice as bad. Uh, uh, apologizing is admitting it was wrong. Basically, it was, yeah. it was like saying like you know what I knew this was bad, but I did it anyway. Like, yeah. but if you just go like you know what I don't think this I was stand wrong. by I think, this fucking joke. Yeah. It's I, I think joke, that, that was I think that was the biggest mistake that Bill Maher made when he did the whole uh, the house, house nigger joke, Ooh. and it was just like we we had a conversation about this, yeah. and like I was like yo that's not that's a poor taste guy. And I would have been fine if Ice Cube came on and said the same things he did, but Bill Burr went on like this kind of apology 
I mission think, statement thing. Who did that, he have on like, immediately after Ice, Ice Cube. Cube? That's yeah. Ice Cube and, and Ice Cube. Michael and Eric like, Dyson. Yeah, yeah and, and Michael Eric Dyson. him out and, on the and, next episode. And he was just like, when, when Ice Rightly Cube, so. what I really liked is like Ice Cube, he was like, yeah, I've heard it. Everybody's told me that before. And Ice Cube was like, I ain't tell you. And it was like, okay, that's exactly what I'm looking for in this. Yeah. Not for your apology, but, you know, confront it and, yeah. and, and, you know, have the conversations with people. Don't apologize to me for trying to be funny because I think that's like what all comedians try to do. Yeah. Patrice O'Neill will, it's like, yeah. like, yeah, you, you try to fail upwards, yeah. you know, like you fuck up, you figure out what works and you try to keep moving upwards with yeah. the comedy. And, and, um, I'm not, I'm not offended by the N word. But I definitely will punch somebody in the face for saying it at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, 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 You know, Layton and I use the hard ER for comedic value all the fucking <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if somebody says it in the wrong context, yeah, sometimes you might get, you know, yeah. I think in the I think face. there's always a there's there's like always a funny, like you said, there's the funniest way to say any topic. Yeah, yeah. and like someone has the best joke always. Definitely, yeah. absolutely, and I and like this idea that. I, I really stand behind the fact that like anything can be made funny. I also stand behind the fact that there are lots of topics where no one's discovered how to make it funny yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's like lots of like offensive things that like people ha- like. But do I think that out there in the ether there's a way to make that funny? Absolutely, I think there is a way. Yeah. Um, but uh, like like um, it, some some of some some content is hard to make funny, especially when it's fresh. Like nobody's really making jokes about children. Being shot no, in school, no, totally. yet, oh, but exactly. I'm sure it's going to be funny it's <laughs> soon. Yeah. Soon, wait, it's going to be funny. There was an audience member at Good Heavens that was like, Alex was emceeing. Sorry, this was so bad. It was like a day after the oh, Vegas God. shooting. Were you there? Oh, Do you I wasn't. This? Oh, well, maybe remind me. I might have been there. There was some audience, like old kaji white British dude uh-huh. in the audience, and Alex was being sincere and like, let's take a moment and Vegas, whatever. And he said something about country music. And the guy in the audience is like, I know what country music sounds like. It's rep- repetitive. And then he made like a bullet oh, like sound. Christ. And the whole place was just like, yeah. nope. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I bad. Mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's like so. It, he it, tried, though. You got to well, give him the chance he, to try. But he like chuckled afterwards. Like, he fucking thought it was Yo, a funny joke. Say there's like a mass shooting. Say there's a mass shooting. And like the next day. Uh, a comedian goes Kathy on stage Griffin. and they and they they start making a joke about it. Me personally, I hear that I'm gonna be like, oh god, shut yeah. up! Don't say anything about this. Too soon. But too only, soon. not even too soon. I'm only doing saying that because like I am based on all the evidence I've gathered in my life. I'm 99% sure that they're not gonna be able to make this funny. Do I think it's possible to make it funny? Yes. Do I think that some there's some like comedy messiah Sometimes who can go on stage the day after a mass shooting and make a fucking hilarious joke? Yes, I do. George Carlin well, could have made yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, there's the famous example could. of like Gilbert Gottfried was at some awards show like really soon after 9-11 yeah. and made a 9-11 joke. Oh, God. And if you go back and watch now, it it's killed. a funny joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't yeah. kill. Like everybody was just like, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. God, I can't believe you did this. And yeah. He went into the aristocrats after that and fucking saved it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like, what do you guys think is, was the, uh, like, the time frame on 9-11 jokes? Because, like, people can make people can make 9-11 jokes now. I no was worries. making yeah. jokes about it probably about three days after. <laughs> Jeez. I, okay. I, I mean, I was... I was from New York. Well, <laughs> private. No, I, I was born in New York, friends, but... Sorry. but but the thing was, I was making jokes about like, yo, this year the the Patriots or the Cowboys are going to go to the fucking Super Bowl because it's it's a conspiracy. Yeah. That's what I was thinking immediately after it happened. And yeah, the, I think the Patriots won that year. 
I just, and I was making those jokes. But I mean, it again, it depends on context. It depends on who's doing it. Mm-hmm. And like, and like what Alex, or maybe it was you that said earlier, it highly depends upon the environment in which the joke is told. Yeah. If you're in yeah. a room with your friends, sometimes that 9/11 joke is going to be fucking cooking. <laughs> nine nine hours, yeah. nine hours, eleven minutes after that 9/11 joke, <laughs> it's going to be cooking yeah. soon. My favorite 9/11 jokes was uh, at the roast of uh, Rob Lowe. Nice. Did you watch that? Do you remember no. that? So the roast, I anyone watched did. the roast of Rob Lowe? I, I watched it, it. I don't remember I don't, yeah, it. Though. The roast of Rob Lowe. So there's a uh, Pete uh, Pete Davidson, who's a SNL cast Hilarious member, comedian, yeah. funny yeah. guy, was at that roast, and his dad, um, felt like his dad was a, a police first officer who first responder who died in, in 9/11. And oh, so man. there was tons of jokes uh, about that. Even Pete Davidson is well known for making jokes about that. Yeah. Um, and then Jimmy Carr was at a roast, and this fucking funny joke. His joke was, um, was I'm disgusted. So many people are making jokes about Pete Davidson's heroic father who died in uh, 9/11. Like this is not the roast of Pete Davidson's father. That was in 2001. Oh. <laughs> Oh, and that was when I really first realized, like, okay, we are completely fine to make jokes about 9 11 now. Like, I was like, hey, we, we, we are past, yeah. Yeah, we are past, we're past we, like 15 years, we're good. Like, I, yeah. I, I, but it, it, that to me just showed, I don't know, I was, I'm just like, I think there's really nothing that's off limits. I, I, there's another thing, I can't remember who said this, but like, I read this somewhere. I'm not saying this, is, I came up with this myself, but I think what matters about a joke is is where where it comes from from the heart like yes. are these people trying truly to make fun of like victims or or, or, or are they making fun of this of the situation or uh, who are they attacking yeah sure you know, well they... it's it's called a punchline right who are you trying to punch exactly basically yeah. what that's is very interesting a lot of comedy I, that's is... not mine that was a, a lot of comedy is... <laughs> okay wow I'm, I'm just, i've about... never thought of it like that no and i thought that was genius it was a bunch of female comedians and the the woman interviewing them was like well what about rape jokes are they ever funny and one chick just looked in the camera and was like listen who the fuck are you trying to punch yeah and that's it's like interesting because yeah. i do think rape jokes can be hilarious you know it just depends yeah, and I, I, I'm not going to sit here I and be like, I very quickly almost like, said I grew up on rape jokes, and that's <laughs> like I come from rape. Yeah, but yeah. You know, I, it's yeah. I think if you nowadays they're not as funny to me. I mean, sometimes, of course. Yeah. It depends. Well, I, I, think, yeah. I think that you look at it and you and like just 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 based statistics. Sorry, go the on. Dave Chappelle fucking Bill Cosby rape anecdote mm-hmm. at the end of the shit was one of the funniest yeah. fucking yes. ways to end. A, yeah. a, a, you know, yeah. he rapes, but he saves. <laughs> I mean, that's brilliant. It's a rape joke. Yeah, incredible callback. So I was watching recently the Dave Chappelle on YouTube, just on YouTube, just something from years back uh, about the man, the man rape. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah. Because we so sucked that funny. shit up. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's. I just saw that. Yeah. <laughs> got a rape. Got to walk yeah, it yeah, off. Like, got a rape. It's like caught ca- me slipping. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's dude. fucking hilarious. And yeah, like, that's essentially, great. right there, what are you laughing? You're laughing at fucking like. There's a dude out there watching that on YouTube now who's like, life was fucking ruined by getting by fucking being raped. fucking but like, raped. Yeah. But uh, you know, who has? What is he punching? There is he punch? Is he punching the? To do the right, or, is he, or is he punching yeah, no. society's view on men getting raped? Masculinity and the idea of rape. Yeah. He's, he, what he's essentially he's saying is he's saying like, why the fuck don't we care about? Nobody care about us. We ain't got no hotline. Exactly. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Call me slipping. I was like, yeah. And how and 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 how we value it so much to the point that like even his wife, he'd rather say that he was cheating on her than to admit that he was raped. That's who he's punching in that. Yeah. And so again, it's context. And again, who are who are you punching? 
Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's like he's almost advocating. He's like at, he's like a, in a funny way. He's like advocating, like, hey, we should care more about this. About yeah. male exactly. man rape. Exactly. Yeah. Man rape. Um, and I think like, uh, and and I'm not. There's definitely jokes out there that where people are attacking the wrong thing. Yes. Um, yeah. But like just. Blanket saying like we shouldn't joke about one area. Is, I wonder, uh, is I wonder why wrong. it is that like uh, nothing can, is sacred. Neocons and conservatives and, and right wingers, they're they're not as funny as the liberals. Uh, why is I'm that? I'm sorry, yeah. Donald Trump is the funniest comedian <laughs> of all time. I'm I don't think he's sure. got. I don't think he's got bars like that. He's, he's funny sometimes, but he's I wish not, I was as funny. He doesn't, as have, he he doesn't is. have as many bars to me, man. I see uh, him as really a saucy guy. I'm sorry. Not too good. But. I wonder why that is. Why like leftist political satire? Like even is so look much at uh, like uh, Dennis Miller, right? I used On to Saturday like Dennis Miller. Yeah. He did the weekend. What is the, update. the weekend update? Week, week, weekend yeah. He was a funny dude, man. He like. He got his own seat on that shit. He was a funny guy. Yeah. Turned now conservative. He got that NRA money. Yeah, and I he is just not. Oh, he he's a beard. He yeah yeah. I will he say does. Ann Coulter's pretty funny. I don't Again, think so. Hilarious I do not Canadian. think Ann Coulter's funny. that funny. Man. I mean, I laugh at her more yeah. than I laugh with her. You I know, just I don't know don't if she like knows how funny yeah, she exactly, is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but there's not too many. There's more on the left. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, um, political satire is like a lefty thing. Mm, it's more funny because yeah, it's you it's know? being willing to look at yourself and being like, "Look how ridiculous yeah. I am," mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and all the, yeah, nothing is sacred. And I think yeah. if you're yeah. afraid They're of things, too you're serious not on laugh the right, maybe I mean, a little yeah. too serious about their ideology on the right. Also, being a hypocrite in comedy doesn't really work. Yeah, so no, yeah, well. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Word. Well, I want to thank you, um, thank you both for joining with us today, man. We had a really long podcast. Thank session. you, We're guys, like man. That two was hours, really three fun. Hours I appreciate it. that a lot. That was uh, fun. And, and hopefully, we can get you guys again on in the future. And uh, we want to know about when your shows are coming up. So let us know. We'll announce them on the podcast. Yo, late. Should we go into the uh, to the weather forecast and find out who we got playing recently? Yes, but first, let's. Uh, do you guys have any sh- upcoming shows you want to plug? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Tell us all about it, please. Um. Well, I'll, I'll say first, I didn't actually mention this at all, but I'm leaving Japan very soon. Oh, <laughs> so, like, yeah. these shows I'm going to talk about are, like, my final, final shows. But I will say, first of all, number one show you guys should all come to is uh, Tokyo Roast Battles. Yes. Uh, we talked about roast battles earlier, like, you know, the new thing in comedy that has, like, hit piggybacked a lot of, like, rap battles. And we've, uh, we've done a few of those in Tokyo. We've done two so far. The third one. Uh, is the 18th of March in uh, Good Heavens uh, in Shimokitazawa. So uh, that's a fun uh, high energy it's, show. It's, it's a great show, and especially if people that like aren't interested in comedy, like it's a good like segue to get into it. Uh, so come check that out. 18th of March, uh, Sunday 18th cool. of March. Yeah. Uh, good Heavens. That's a good show to come to. And other than March. that, I'll try to make it to that one. Other than that, other shows I plug is just every Wednesday at the same place. Good Heavens, Shimokita. You can come down. It's uh, and it's always a fucking great show. We got we got like I need to. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it out to one of your shows. Yo, before Good Heavens is great, man. I really yeah. like Good Heavens. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, we, let's, yeah. let's, next time you go there on a Wednesday, let me know. I'll come check it out with and you. And it's it's, yeah. it's well known enough now that like we like almost every week there's like people visiting from overseas, yeah. from the US, Australia. Wherever it's great. Yeah, I am nope. performing on Friday uh, in another all women's show. I promise I do perform with men. Um, Friday being Friday the ninth. The ninth. I'm headlining at the Yokosuka. Oh. That'll be tonight. Yeah. Oh, on base. Yeah, well, at Club Alliance. It's near the base. Well, oh. So. Okay. Okay. Bad Girls of Comedy too. Oh wow, that's yeah. cool. That sounds cool. It is. Is that like with a little click that you did? What's What's the guy's name? Buck. Buck. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wild Buck. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was telling Mega there aren't many black guys on the scene or black people in general. It was like to change the, he's like the blackest the person. He's the guy from Kenya. He's the blackest. Yeah, he's the blackest. Uh, he's the blackest person. From Kenya. Oh yeah, Evans there's is Mac, uh, from. Oh, I don't know Mac. You know Mac? I don't think so. Mac, yeah, he's from Florida. He's a cool dude. He's a funny guy. He's been okay, uh, cool. performing for a couple Kinda of years. Kind of looks oh, like Forrest Whitaker. Well. So. With he's the lazy eye. He looks like a better looking Forrest Whitaker, <laughs> I think. So Forrest Whitaker without the lazy eye. And like, Half of the lazy eye. And like a hundred pounds lighter. Yeah. Yeah, I always tell people what their, what their fucking celebrity doppelgangers are and it never goes well. They always get pissed at me. All right, uh, you go, if you, you go, tell you me you I look like right Fat now. Rufio or some shit, I'm going to be mad. Fat Rufio. Rufio. All right, do me, do me. Hi, hey. We have somebody in here. Oh, yeah. This is my man, Robbie. He's here for the hangout that we're doing. Oh, sure. We'll be done in just a minute, man. Why don't you hang out in the living room? Nah, Thank come, you. come sit down, oh, man. Yeah, come chill. Hey, Robbie, you got sure. a beer up in there? Are you <laughs> <laughs> I'm jigging. I'm kidding. I mean, I'm Come, in, man. come, in. Yeah, yeah. come sure. on in, man. We're, yeah, we're just wrapping up right now. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. I don't know. I can't do it on a command. I told someone, though, the other day at Otsuka, they look like Ricky Gervais, and he was pissed. <laughs> I was Depends like, Ricky like, Gervais gets all the hoes, though. I was like, Ricky Gervais is so hilarious. I mean, it's not great looking, but he's hilarious. So. You, you specifically said he, you look like him, though, <laughs> so I don't know how good that is. I don't know. All right, cool. Yeah, so what that's it. I'll, I'll, also say, I'll also say that, like, I, I don't know if I should say this because this is. This go, is you've a, already started. Just oh, fucking yeah, you go. Well, this is, well, this is a, so this is a ri- people do well, that. It's a rival show to your show. What? Oh, oh on the night? On the night. Ricky Gervais is performing. No. I'm drag. It's all male. It's all male cast. We, 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 no, no, we, we, we talked about. Well, uh, uh, um, uh, Alex mentioned we get like visitors in yeah. from like other countries all the time. We've got a headliner coming down. Uh, uh, JC Cockley, who's like a. Uh, you know, gigging um, LA, LA comic yeah. who's fucking great. She's hilarious and she's coming down. She's going to headline That's What She Said, which is the all, all women's show on Friday the 9th, like, which I guess is when this show comes out at Good Heavens. I just said it's an all women's show. I'm performing at that. I think I might be the first ever guy to perform at That's What She Said, which I'm very happy about. Um, congratulations. I, I'll be one Unbelievable. Yeah, congratulations. Unbelievable. It's our one last safe space and you've now I was violated asked, it. I didn't storm him and I was asked to do it. I'm With very happy to do it. I'm excited like about it. It's going to be a good show. So there's, uh, that. so there's that every Wednesday and then roast battle on the 18th. That's, that's, that's what you should come I feel like right. there's one more thing. I feel like you're passable for some type of other There's one more person. thing? Oh, I guess the... I mean, then and then... The festival. That's like a whole. Oh, I, I'm I'm leaving Tokyo. I don't give a fuck about that. Okay. There's a comedy festival, but you know, fucking Wonderful. Google it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Google Magnus <laughs> Comedy Festival Tokyo. That's coming. They have enough promotion. Yeah. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck it. Very cool. What other shows do we have late? Yo. Late's better at the calendar than I am. <laughs> tonight. So that. That Friday tonight by yeah. that. We have uh, on the ninth. Yeah, at Wall in Wall Tokyo, where I still don't know where the fuck that. I think that shit isn't like fucking a Motosando or some shit, but Illa J, Jay Dilla's brother, is out here performing with Delicious Vinyl. Shout out to our guy Chili is going to be DJing there. The issue is that the show starts at like five o'clock and ends at like nine thirty, so it's difficult for a lot of people to make it out. But this is Illa J's Japan tour, his Asia tour, I suppose, and um, that should be really dope. Uh, So check that out if you can make it on time. Unfortunately. Your also, it's going to be working. Uh, the next night, uh, the breakdown's going down. That happens every second Saturday at Coins Bar. Yeah. Our men's is Chase and Adam. Adam. Yeah. At uh, in Shibuya, 
And also that night, 90 BPM Takeover at Heavy 6-0. That's Tajima Hall and all the other beat makers who are up there. Yeah, I, I don't know why I can't read the rest of everybody that I typed on there, but there's a lot of people performing that. I got a cool question for you, Yeah, Leighton, Mega, whoever. Um, I'm leaving Tokyo forever on 21st of March. What should I hit up before I leave? What what event should I 90 not BPM miss? O- Takeover is a pretty good one to check that's out. That's the one I should check out? I mean, if you're into beat music, that's a good one. For sure. Uh, you should definitely come to Speakeasy tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I tomorrow. Will do. Yeah. All right, cool. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Well, when you're oh, listening when, to the podcast, yeah. it would already happen. But you should go tomorrow. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. And you should also check out maybe Kinsuke at Bridge. He does that every other Monday. Cool. cool. So the next one will be well. For podcast listeners, it'll be the fuck podcast tell, tell me. No, no, the nineteenth. <laughs> but right, so. you can go the next Monday. Cool, cool, cool. Word. Kinsuke is also at Quintet every Wednesday with Nova, which I just went to Quintet for the first time the other night, and it is dope as fuck. It's a nice setup. It's very clean, very cool. Kind of industry. All the cool DJs go there and hang out in Tokyo. You might catch Takini up in there, Brooklyn Terry, some other people, Muro or Nobu talented, might be up in there. Talented people. Yeah, man. Uh, M-Flow is performing at Midtown Garden on the 16th. Uh, we're talking about March, right? Uh, Life Park is going down on the... Sunday the 18th. Yes. That's at Commune 2nd in Omotesando. That's my other crew. Uh, that's from 4 to 10-ish. It's kind of, I hate saying it's like speakeasy because they're trying to not do that, but it's a lot of dancing going on. So you should come check them out. They're mostly Japanese. I'm like the only foreigner in the crew. Well, the only DJ foreigner. So, yeah. Uh, Another notable show that we have going on at the end of the month of March is going to be Pete Rock at Sound Museum Vision. That one is definitely going down. As these these episodes release every week, we're going to be telling you about the dope ones that are happening frequently. Make sure you check out the calendar, etc., etc. I just want to say one more thing because I didn't mention Speakeasy last time, but Speakeasy happens every first Sunday. So by the time you listen to this, you would have missed it. You would have missed Aziz coming to Speakeasy, which he's definitely going to do. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we'll all be there. But uh, for April, April 1st, uh, Speakeasy is probably going to happen in Shibuya, but I'm not going to say where yet because I don't know if it's confirmed. But it's going to be dope, and MLS may have something special Check for out you the calendar. Up. We have all the dope information of all of these things, and we put a lot of time and effort into it. So if you're ever looking for something to do, check out the Mega Late Show calendar. It's in the show notes. Mega Late Show episode 26 with a bunch of comedians. Very wonderful people. Thank Thanks you guys so, so much, man. It was Thank you, here, man. hilarious. Yeah. Thank you for having us, man. That was and fucking great. Informative and fun, yeah, for sure. Thank you, man. No doubt. I'm a little bit drunk and I'm very hungry, so let's go ahead and wrap <laughs> this fucking thing up. Yep. Mega Late Show 2018. We like most of y'all. Hey, yo. Peace. Why does Alex look like a school shooter? Alex with the fedora. Oh. It's just a schizophrenia. Fuck you, nigga. I got kids to feed.